and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff, sweeps to his right, gets to the 20. He's on the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Break the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the right side. ones, some that we knew were coming, and everything else in between. And we're going to break that all down here for you guys tonight. Uh, before we do, I'm going to run through these formalities. If this is your first time here, please kick, click that like and subscribe button. Also, turn on your notifications. We've got a breaking news video today. Honestly, I thought we were going to be doing more, but it turns out I was wrong. What do you know? Uh, but make sure you have those notifications turned on so you know exactly when we're going live. Uh, they'll let you know so that way you don't miss any breaking news videos. Give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We have Twitter and Snapchat. Those handles are nothing but Niners. Uh, that's nothing but nine, E-R-S. And then we have Facebook, Instagram, as well as Twitch. And that is nothing but Niners, spelled all the way out. Questions, comments, concerns can all be sent to NB9ERS at nothingbutniners.com. I'm your guy, 49ers Mike underscore NFL. To my left is my guy, Nick. He is 49 faithful 365. Howdy. Below me is my guy, Brian. He is Stater underscore Niner. And down there on that side in the corner, he is Wayne Breezy bringing up the rear. Fellas, what's going on? How y'all feeling tonight? I feel cut. (laughs) (laughs) I feel waved. You want to go with the release? Okay, then. We got waved. You got to do something. I guess I'll just go injury reserve then. How about that? You could have been kept. I felt secure. I was looking for somebody to feel secure. We were so close. All right. It's okay. I would have been if they'd have made some different chance or different cuts, then I'd have might, might have felt better about this roster. Oh, well, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. We're gonna talk about the, the surprises, the ones that you knew were coming, uh, and all and everything in between. But guys, let's start with the news first. Uh, this happened earlier in the day. The 49ers did make a trade. Uh, it was reported very early this morning by Tom Palacero. 
Uh, he said that the 49ers are sending linebacker Jonas Griffith along with a 2022 seventh round pick to the Broncos. And in return, they got a 2022 sixth round pick, so up around, and a 2023 seventh round pick. I did not hear that anything was conditional. Nothing was waving. Nothing was whatever. That was pretty cut and dry. So we send a player in a seventh and receive a sixth in the next year's seventh. Did we win that trade? Two Absolutely, years we won that trade. Yeah, we won that trade hands down. We won that trade. You get a you you get a guy undrafted. You you big him up. You you feed him. You stuff him. You make him good. And then all of a sudden, you flip him and get a, a get two picks out of it. You win that trade, dog. I like you. You only really get one pick, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean. I like. I'd have rather had him on the roster, but it's it is what I, it is. I agree. I'm not. I'm not. I disagree with you. I had him on my 53. Well, well, let's start there then. Was that a surprise cut for you guys, huh? Like, I mean, he was having an amazing camp, right? And so I kept saying, like, you didn't see Aziz much due to injury. You didn't see certain guys. So I was like, yo, and you did see uh, Hilliard, the rookie, and I was like, oh, this guy's balling out. He's getting turnovers. He's breaking up passes. He's good at covers. And I'm like, yo, he's on the right spot. You know, yeah. in the right system. Next thing you know, he was. They were doing all that so they could trade this guy. Well, yeah. I, 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 I think what they did was he upgraded his value, and so I think that's how they were able to get picks. I, they might have tried to trade other guys like Marcel Harris, and teams might not have wanted him. They might have said, "Hey, I seen this guy in camp. He looked really good. What do you want for him?" So. For those out there that are like, oh, he wasn't going to make the squad anyway, I beg to differ. I think he was going to make the squad, but they got value for him. Therefore, they traded, traded him. Right. And we had not seen much of Flanagan either. I mean. No, we haven't. We so haven't. I was expecting that he wasn't going to make the cut also. But, you know, here we are. Now, the team has some familiarity with Flanagan, though, right? This isn't right. He, he sure. appears to be there for some reason. I'm just saying, while we saw him on the field, he wasn't overly utilized, and he wasn't um, – he wasn't uh, – he didn't really make a name for himself this offseason. He's riding the coattails of last season as far as I'm concerned. All right. Now, Nick, were you surprised by the trade uh, that we pulled off in, in, in dealing Jonas Griffith uh, for those for those couple of picks? Yeah, I mean, I was surprised definitely because I had him making the 53, as we all know. Um, but then, just like I said in the breaking news thing, I think the Niners kind of won this because you have a good linebacking depth already right now. Demetrius Flanagan-Foles knows this uh, defensive scheme as well. Plus, he's a special teamer. And when you can turn an undrafted guy into any type of compensation, that's a win for your team, right? Now, we don't. we can sit here and say that the team was going to keep him, but we don't know. He literally could have been one of the cuts. And – Instead of cutting him and somebody picking him up on the waiver wire, somebody was like, we're not going to wait around to see if they cut him. We want him. We'll give up compensation for him. You take it, right? If you're, I mean, in any sense, if you're ever going to get rid of somebody, you take it and get whatever you can for it, especially an undrafted guy. So you're getting, you know, not even a seventh, late seventh round pick, right? You're getting a sixth round pick, which is, you can utilize in all different ways. So um, I was surprised to see him traded because I did think that he was going to make this team because he's been balling out. And But then again, I understand the business side of it, and 
I actually like it because I think it's it benefits the 49ers in, in giving them some more draft capital for undrafted guy. So, Anytime that you can you can trade depth that was undrafted uh, and get some kind of compensation for it and not affect your starting rotation. That's why I said depth. I think you got to do it, and I think I think it equals a win. I really yeah. do. Um, let's read this contribution, and then we can get to the show. Uh, this is a very generous contribution here from Picture Perfect 49ers. Uh, he says, NBN, thank you for the follow on social media. I seriously appreciate your content and the enthusiasm you bring always. Prayers to New Orleans. Shout out to Hasty for making the roster. Now, that, was, that last part, we thank you for the contribution. What's the only shout out to Hasty? Like, no, I'm kidding. I know you only got a certain amount of character. <laughs> Thank you very much for the contribution. We do appreciate it, man. Um, you know, let me see. How how can we? Nope. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if we do it like that or like that. Yeah, it's too big. I tried that already. All right. So then let's let's do this then. Um, we're going to pop up the graphic here of the 53-man roster, and let's talk about it. And um, what we'll do is here. Let's All right. Let's 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 move the contribution really quick. Let me get it on my screen first before it goes away. All right. And that way we can pop it back up there because that one deserves a little bit more shine. All right. So let's do uh, – here's the 50, final 53-man roster. I don't know if you guys can see that. You may have to zoom in on it. Uh, go full screen if you're watching on your computer or on your television. You can see it just fine, I promise you. We're going to start from the bottom and work our way up with just reading it. So this is what we'll do. Let's all participate here. We'll all just alternate groups. So we'll go Brian, Breezy, me and then Nick, and we'll go all the way through just reading the people who made the final list. So, what position group you want to start with? You start with special teams. We're going to start from the bottom and work our way. All up. right. So, uh, you know, no surprises there. Special teams: Robbie Gold, uh, Mitch Wish, and Tabor Pepper. All right, safeties. We got Jimmy Ward, Jaquaski Tart. It's good to have that tandem back there, starting off the season. Tavon Wilson and the rookie Talanoa Hufanga. All right, in the corners, we got Kwan Williams, Jason Verrett, Emmanuel Mosley, Devontae Harris, Ambry Thomas, Diamador Lenore. Linebackers, All-Pro Fred, Warner, Dre Greenlaw, Aziz Alshair, Demetrius Flanagan-Foles, and Marcel Harris. In the ridiculously overkept line, defensive line here, uh, starting off with Nick Bosa, Javon Kinlaw, DJ Jones, Eric Armstead, D. Ford, uh, Samson Ibukam, Maurice Hurst, Zach Kerr, Contavious Street, Arden Key, and Kevin Gibbons. All right, I'm going down to the to the offensive line, the other trench, the other side of the trenches. Let's see, we got Trent Williams, Lakin Thomason, Alex Mack, Daniel Brunskill, Mike McGlinchey. Those are your starting five. Tom Compton, Aaron Banks, and Jalen Moore, the two rookies. Shout out to the rookies, man. All right, wide receivers here. I just, I get it. Okay, the gold is projected starters. It says it at the top. Okay, wide receivers. Brandon Ayuk, <laughs> Debo Samuel, Muhammad Sanu, Trent Sherfield, Jawan Jennings, and Jalen Hurd. Tight ends. George Kittle, Ross Dwelly, Charlie Warner. In the backfield, we got Kyle Juszczyk, Raheem Mostert, Michael Hasty, Trey Sermon, and Elijah Mitchell. Both rookies making the squad. In the quarterbacks, we got projected starter Trey Lance and the backup Jimmy Garoppolo. You can't read gold and white very well. I can read. I can read. Mike did the same thing. He said Brandon Ayuk first. So Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. Did I for real? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, they at least mine were gold. Wayne just went off, <laughs> off kill. <laughs> I'm making my own roster. So, all right, guys. Uh, let's let's try to keep this fun and interesting and organized. We're gonna try. Uh, let's talk about that defensive line. Let, let's. We, I think we have to start at the defensive line. Um, so let's let's try to do the highlight game here. Um, who wants to go first on the defensive line? I'll go. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna do the highlight game. We're gonna put Nick up there again. If you want to see it, uh, right there, it's it's a lot of people there. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on everybody in the world making this team? If you play the defensive line position, there were two. There were two cuts from the position. We know that, right? There were two. Yeah, Darian Daniels and Yarball. Yarball, yes. Yeah. Um, which Yarbrough may may get picked up on another team, but. Uh, plus Maurice Hurst is going to go to the IR probably. So it'll be technically 10 instead of 11, depending on who they bring back. Um, I like this. Um, I had nine guys um, before we did our 53-man projection with the other great podcasters out there. Um, but then when John, um, John Chapman was talking about, he thought that they would keep all 11. And at first I'm like, oh. Where are you going to cut to make that, right? But really, they didn't really have to cut anywhere. I mean, they cut a tight end spot, right? So which, you know, do you have a guy really there? You weren't sold on Jordan Matthews. Um, but this defensive line, look, we can go back to the Harbaugh days where John Harbaugh tried to – Jim? I mean, Jim. Yeah, John. I meant Jim. Um, Jim Harbaugh meant to uh, build this line from the trenches, right? Obviously, Justin Smith, you know, Alden Smith, just they tried to do that. So John Lynch came in here and Kyle Shanahan, and they said, you need a really good quarterback to succeed in this league, and you need a guy who goes after and gets the quarterback. You need guys that get, get after the quarterback. And they've stuck with that. They haven't put – a whole lot of emphasis in getting corners and things like that. They've been building this defensive line. If you go back to 2019, what was our strength of this team? It was the depth on the defensive line. And to tell, to be honest with you, the depth on this defensive line is better than the depth that we had at that time. When you add guys like Arden Key, uh, um, Zach Kerr, those type of guys – you know, you got DJ Jones back healthy. Those types of guys that are that are depth pieces are bigger and better than what was the year before. Then you're obviously getting Nick Bosa back, D Ford back. You got DJ Jones, Eric Armstead, Arden Key, uh, Maurice Hurst once he's healthy. Then you get um, uh, Jordan Willis back. So I I actually kind of like keeping the eleven because. You got fresh legs, and we have a couple guys coming off an of injury. D Ford, Nick Bosa. Um, you got a new guy in here, Samson Ibukam. Uh, so those guys can get split up reps and work ease their way back in, right? With this depth, so I like it. All right. Anybody else want to share their thoughts on this? This is a deep, deep line, and uh, I would like to know if you guys have any any other thoughts. Brian, you didn't seem to. Cheers, buddy. You didn't seem to like the depth that we got there. No, I just think it was uh, – um, 
that there was other things that we could have done with those spaces. But, you know, it is what it is, what the team wanted to do. I understand the Hurst, you know, uh, dilemma. You want to hang on to the guy so you can stick him on the, the IR, the short-term IR. Um, my question to you guys is going to be, is if that's the plan, who do you bring back? Or do you think they go get somebody from another team? I think they bring back one of the guys that they released. They, they, they right now, it's up in of the Of the air. cuts, who would you like to see back, Wayne? I think they bring back a guy that's kind of like familiar with the team, somebody that they feel that's serviceable, and that's going to be like pennies, like a Dante Johnson or a Jordan Matthews. Like those are two guys that the 49ers kind of like they creep around the 49ers organization like all season long. And at some point they're on this team. Who would I like to see back? Um, honestly, I, I definitely want – I think HaHa ha should be back on this squad. I think, Absolutely. I think HaHa ha brings – a level of of turnoverism to the defense. I mean, he's a ball hawk. That's it. He's he, that's all he does. That's what he does well, right? And so when quarterbacks make mistakes out there, and if you got a defensive line like the defensive line we have with all the depth you guys are talking about, I'm not saying Tart's not going to be out there, uh, but Tart is another person that you don't know is going to give you the healthiest season, and so you're going to bank on Tavon Wilson, some guy who's you not who's new to the system, uh, but doesn't have that ball, hawk cap ball hawking capability, but he can play both free and strong. So I do like that. He's versatile. But I definitely thought if you gave Dix a little bit more time, he would have been, I think, the top safety. Like if he was brought in over Tony Jefferson, like from the jump, I think he would have made it out and he would be on the squad. So I think they try to get Dix back in here uh, with that spot because technically – they're going to have 10 defensive linemen because we already know that. Um, oh my god, you just said his name. He's going to uh, Hurst is going Hurst, to the uh, Hurst and Jordan. IR. Or do they just leave it? Well, they can't, they're gonna to have to bring somebody up for right. when Jordan Willis comes back, right? I was just gonna say that. Well, that's week six, and Nick, they got to bring back, they got to cut somebody if they bring back oh, what's his name off the pup list. This is going to be so cool, right. Off the running back. I mean, I, don't, I, I like your idea of haha -ha coming back because I, as much as, uh, you know, I like having Tart back, I, I'm i not real uh, sure about his turf toe healing up well. And I think we're going to see him back off of the, off the squad or into the IR um, sooner rather than later. So I think having, you know, bringing back haha -ha gives us some security there. And I, and I like the fact that he's, he's just a vet, you know what I'm saying? And so, where miscommunication happens the mostly in our backfield and in the defensive backs is when there are a bunch of young guys back there. And I'm not saying Hufanga is not going to be able to do that, but when it comes down to people, uh, you know, throwing coverages at him, throwing different types of routes and stuff, and him not being able to pick up certain things, man, if you think that Hufanga could pick up, you know, disguises and things coming at him quicker than Trey Lance can pick up the blitzes and all that stuff coming. Out. It's, it's, it's a rookie curve, right? So it's going to take time for them to get out there. And so I like having another savvy vet, but my issue, my only issues with our safety tandem is I love that Tart is back. I know that he's healthy, but Hey, you got to have some insurance for him. And I don't know if Tavon Wilson is, that type of insurance. I don't think Jared Maiden, I know a lot of people like Jared Maiden, but Jared Maiden got a lot of, of work to grow. He still got a lot of room to improve. So who would you rather have? A young guy that don't know shit or a veteran that knows shit? That's kind of like what you got to ask yourself. 
And I think, well, they're both cut, but if I had to pick one of those guys to return, it would be the vet. All right. I mean, so uh, let me give you my thoughts on the defensive line, then who I think they bring back. Um, I, the defensive line, I th- I don't think there was a real surprise for me on there. Can I see this again? I mean, because we we liked all of these guys. We knew it was going to be a tough uh, place to, to make some cuts from. Um, Arden Key. Is there somebody under Key? That, that, that thing no, is no, no. I think he's all right. the 11th. So, I mean, no, Arden Key was the only person that I didn't think was going to make it. We knew Hurst was going to make it and then get stashed. Kevin uh, Givens is underneath there. Oh, Kevin Givens. Kevin, Kevin Givens, I didn't have making it. And that was only a numbers game. Right. That was, that was right. more of a numbers thing. I just didn't think we were going to keep that many. Um, I didn't think we were going to keep that many uh, defensive linemen. But I will say this, man. John Lynch, he finally told the truth. Yeah. He, he, said, he said he would like to have all those guys back. We were getting calls for our defensive linemen. We were like, no, we are not trading any of our linemen. I'll be damned if he didn't keep all but two. <laughs> he let go of Yarbrough, Yarborough, Yarbrough, and that's because people don't know his name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, like, I mean, Darian Daniels, you could, he might get picked up. Yarbrough He's going to practice squad. He's to the practice squad, dog. Yeah, so it's like, you know. Well, so so will Yarbrough. Like they're they're gonna make the practice squad. That that well, yeah, but that's if they don't get picked up by somebody. Is what I'm saying. Like somebody can picked up last year. I don't think they'll get picked up this year. So I think our chances with those guys yeah. making the practice squad is a, is better than them getting picked up by a different team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he really meant what he said, and I I was calling this bluff. Like he was like, oh well, we we really want to keep them all, you know. And so you know, we're getting trade offers, and we're not we're not looking to trade anybody. And I'm like, yeah, all right. If you get the right call, they gone. He was like, all right, Mike, they staying right here. And he kept all these defensive linemen. I thought that was pretty dope. Uh, and that's got to that's gotta say something. That's got to change. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of the opposite of the wide receiver room, right? Like, we have wide receivers who made the roster because nobody earned it. And this, we got defensive linemen who made it because they all earned it. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool to see. Um I, I like that. Uh, what group do you guys want to do next? Let's let's go quad box here. Uh, what group do you guys want to do next? Well, we did the defensive line. Let's do the offensive line. I like it. I like it. All right. So the offensive line, we read, we read the names already here. Uh, Trent Williams, Lincoln Tomlinson, Alex Mack, <laughs> Daniel Brunskill, Mike McGlinchey, Tom Compton, Aaron Banks, and Jalen Moore. The only right. question mark I have is Tom Compton. I think we can all probably agree. <laughs> on that so we're probably going to be stuck on this tom compton and scratching our head and trying to figure out i know mike you asked did we watch the last game tom compton played so i'm sure you're going to be pro tom compton because you probably found one out of 65 plays where he did something good but i mean like i'm scratching you you didn't even hear his name if you did hear his name in this just just training camp he was getting his ass beat and so i'm just trying to figure out like how he was better than some of the other guys or is he on this team because he's a savvy vet and he and we feel like we can stash some like a Colton McKivitz on the practice squad? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know, man. It's it's weird. I hope Kivitz McKivitz makes it back to the practice squad because you know it's it's funny that we talk about um you know the players that are favorites to this this organization, you know, to the Kyle. And uh, you know, you got a player who they consider, you know, their recruiting staff calls a golden domer. And 
we give him a year and he's gone. You know, we just give up. He's out of here. You know, and whether or not we're just rolling the dice to see if he can make it to the practice squad or not, we don't know. But uh, it was just strange to see them give up on him and keep Tom Compton. Was that just boggled my mind? I'm I'm gonna go the opposite way of you guys. I mean, I understand Colton McKivitz is, you know, he's a fifth round draft pick and it was a pick that we got from the Matt Breida trade, but I'm going to go with Jake Brendel. Like you got rid of Jake Brendel for Tom Compton and you have no center backup. I understand Brunskill can play there, but we also know what happens with Brunskill playing at center where we know that this team, this offense is predicated off of the offense. Uh, offensive center. We heard Trent Williams last year kind of call it out, um, you know, kind of throwing people under the bus. And and then we heard how important the center is in recognizing uh, coverages and stuff like that and calling out the coverages and stuff for the offensive line. Here's a guy that I understand he's been on a couple teams, but he's definitely played well in the preseason. I thought personally watching him play, um, he was sealing off good. He was getting to the second level good. He had that one low snap. Um, I don't know how he was in practice, but Jake Brendel was a guy that I thought should have made this team. And you go and you get a guy in Tom Compton. Now you have to, instead of changing just one position, if something happened to Alex Mack, you're moving Brunskill, then you're moving somebody else in now. So you're changing two positions instead of just changing one position where you could throw Jake Brendel in there. And he could also, I don't know how old he is. Um, I'd have to look it up, but he's also somebody that could have learned under Alex Mack and probably could have been a couple more years after Alex Mack was here. So at that position. So that's the most surprising thing to me on that offensive line. I understand giving up on Colton McKivitz, but I thought Jake Brendel should have really made this team. Yeah, I had him on my 53. I think that you're absolutely right. Um, but I think that the team might see that um, Brendel is a is a player they could probably get back on, on the practice squad. So he's going to be able to learn underneath Mac for this year anyway. Yeah, he's 28 years old, so. Yeah, so, I mean, he's still, you know, he's still got two, possibly three good years in him. You give him one more year under Mac and then, you know, get another – two years in that helps us out on the offensive line, but that's just my opinion on it. I just thought he played really well. I thought center instead of moving Brunskill, just let him focus on guard instead of moving him to center if something were to happen and go from there. So I, 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 okay, Mike, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You got it, bro. No, I just wanted to, I I think a little bit differently on the Brunskill. I I just think Brunskill is like the ultimate utility piece, right? So he can play center, he can play tackle, he can play guard. And if we know our Kyle Shanahan, like we know our Kyle Shanahan, he wants versatile players. I get your logic and your theory behind it, but we know if, 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 if Brunskill can be serviceable at multiple positions, he's going to get that spot. And so maybe that's why they felt they can cut, of Brendel, and hopefully he makes it to the practice squad, like you just said. Um, as far as Compton, like I still don't understand that he's a guard, and I feel like McKivitz was the better guard. So, like, I, like I, I just don't understand that. Like, and Dakota Shepley, I would have took Dakota, I would have took Shepley over Tom Compton, me personally. That's what I had on my my thing anyway. 
Well, if you look at the list of the players who were actually cut, right, to, to make room for him here, uh, this, this is the list of the people who were cut. Um, if you look at the offensive lineman, uh, Kelamin, Kelamete, sorry if I'm, if I'm butchering his yeah, name. Yeah, Kelamete, yeah. Right? Uh, Gutierrez, they, he was a free roster spot, and they were like, yeah, nah. Like he'll he'll still be free. He go he'll go directly to our IR and not get or to our practice squad and not count. Right. Uh Shipley and Colton McKivitz. Um like uh, where oh right there, uh Jake Brindell. I I don't know, man. I I did want Jake here. I'll be honest with you guys. Jake was the one that I wanted here. And obviously, I had him making my roster and all that, and da, 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 right? But right after I saw that Colton McKivitz, I mean, uh, not Colton McKivitz, um, Tom Compton made the team, I went back and I looked at the last preseason game, and he had a good game. I I just don't know how that was enough. Um, I can't say that – I can't say that uh, Colton McKivitz had a bad game or preseason because – I wasn't paying attention to him like that. I'll be completely honest with you. I was not paying attention to him like that. I do know that there were a lot of pressures coming at our quarterbacks. Uh, once, you know, the first two drives of every game were over, it was a ton of pressure. Uh, and so if you go back and you look and you see that, you know, there's not a lot coming from Compton's side, then maybe that's maybe that's what they felt. Maybe they said, you know, enough with this holding on to all of our draft picks for too long and it's time to move on. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I guess we'll have to see what happens. That was is, definitely is, is Brendel a guy that you could bring back when Mo Hurst goes on, on the IR? He should be. Why not? Is he that type of a vet to where he doesn't have to? Was he released or yeah, he's released? Yeah, so you could possibly bring him back. Well, yeah, because he's a free agent, he doesn't have to clear waivers, right? He's exactly. Technically, a free agent. Yeah, he's, this is only his fifth year in the league anyway, and it depends on how much playing time he's had. He might not even be considered that kind of veteran. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, I mean, he's played in the league for like six or seven years. Great. He's got enough accrued seasons that he was just released. He wasn't waived. Yeah. So, but my question to you is, is I understand the HaHa Clinton Dix theory where I thought that HaHa should have made this roster as well. But what's more important, the safety depth or offensive line depth, if you had to choose between one or the other? I would say O-line depth is more important, right? I would say depth on in the trenches is most important. But our safeties seem to get nagging injuries throughout the season. And so that can become a very detrimental piece to the middle of the field when playing defense. You know what I'm saying? So if, if Tart is out and we don't have – good safeties back there to to you know to back him up that that could be an issue in my opinion so but i do agree i i, I believe that the offensive line depth is mo more important but it just seems like for our 49ers team we might get chewed up in the middle of the field if our safeties aren't aren't ready to go at 100 percent and so we can probably plug and play some guys i mean Jalen moore can play all over the offensive line as well he can play tackle and guard and then hopefully you get Aaron Banks back in the next couple of weeks, right? Who's going to be your guard? So I feel like we have the pieces there, um, but I think that the offensive line is is probably most important. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say safety only because uh, you have my bad Wayne. I should have put you up there while you were speaking. I'm sorry, man. Um, only because you have a switchblade that plays every position on the team, right? You have the young rookie who looked more than capable as a tackle. So those two guys right there basically are reinforcements for your entire offensive line, just two people. So having three or four or five extra guys on the offensive line, that's a luxury. I would have rather had the safety. If, 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 you're, if, you're, if that's what your question is, if I'm, if I'm reading this right, would you prefer the safety depth, like one extra safety guy or one extra – because they did keep five safeties, right? And is that why four. you're asking this question? Only four. 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 What? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But Mike, the difference—the difference there is before you keep going—is—is is with that new rule, you can bring up an additional offensive lineman each week. You can bring up whoever you want, but if he's not getting on the field, what difference does it make? Where you're more likely to have packages, including two or three safeties at a time. You know what I'm saying? I just—I yeah. I just think that I'm—I'm I'm saying I'm—I'm with you. I think I'm with you. I think you're, we're on the same side. I would have rather have seen Haha Clinton Dix here uh, instead because I just feel like the the safety position one you know Tart's not going to make it all season. It's just it's that's come on, you know he's not going to make it all season, and then you're going to a 32, 30, 31, 32 year old in in Wilson or a rookie who you know is known to over pursue and, and struggle in coverage. I mean the the options there are not as good as the depth that on the offensive line. I just think it's a worry because obviously, you know, I think it's just so much of a worry for me because I know the struggles this offensive line goes through without a correct and actual center. And we've seen that. And I think that's kind of where I'm at. And then you go into the age of Alex Mack and if just something, something were to happen, you're changing two positions instead of one. And you – Centers are not easy to come by. Like, they're not easy to come by. You you find a half-decent center, um, you know, they're harder to find. It's just like a tackle, right? They're, they're harder to find. So that's where I'm kind of – that's where I kind of get nervous because of how predicated this offense is reliant on the, the center in this offensive scheme. So that's kind of where it just bothers me, and I think that – that position, even if it's a backup with the new rules being allowed to bring up an additional lineman that on active on game days, just in case something goes down, you don't have to make that switch. So that's kind of where I, I'm at where I'm at because I do like haha Clinton Dix and I think he should be on this team. But I just think that in our particular situation to where we have a shit ton of guards and tackles, backups, we don't have a backup center. I understand Brunskill can play all over the place, but let's be honest with ourselves. He completely fucking blew at center. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. So that's where it scares me. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe we're changing things up. You know, we got a quarterback that can read defenses now. So maybe we're changing things up, and we don't necessarily need to rely on the center calling forward. I don't know. No, because the center the center calls out the coverages for the for the offensive line. The quarterback calls out the coverages no, for just, everything else. No, I, I get it, but I'm just it's I, not like where we're changing things up where Trey Lance is gonna be calling the coverages. Like he doesn't call the coverages for the offensive line. The center does. The no, quarterback's not gonna be doing that, so that no. has nothing to do with it. 
Yeah, but the quarterback does call protections. Yeah, he calls protections, but not not blocking protections. He does slide his protections. The quarterback can call the protections to slide over to the right or to the left. What are you talking about? Quarterbacks call it all the time. It, it, it's not like they say it out loud, but they'll they'll have a, a signal, they'll slap the ass, they'll do something that's going to get you know what I'm saying? Like they have a way to 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 call out the protections. Yeah, the other thing is also um we were talking about the best candidate for when Hurst goes to IR. Ta-da! Insert Jake. He, yeah. he can come right back. That, well, that's, that's what I'm asking. That's what I was asking. What's more well, important, yeah, the safety so, position or the, the center position? Right. So you got a guy that's been oh, – oh, oh, that's why you're – okay. I get Now I get why you're asking. My yeah, because I was I, saying I, that I would bring back Jake Brendel, but what's more important? Is, is it the center, offensive line depth, or is it the safety position? Well, you it's said already. offensive line depth at first, and now you're alluding to the center. So Right. That's what I'm saying because I was talking about bringing Jake Brendel back. So I was I was asking like what's more important bringing back an offensive lineman or a safety. So I'm sorry if you guys got confused on that. I was just meaning like because I was talking about Jake Brendel. Gotcha. All right, let's get let's get to these uh, contributions here because I don't want to lose the other one. There was a ten dollar one somewhere in there. It is. I got it. Uh, Joey says, uh, "What's up, NBN? Uh, what do y'all think about only two quarterbacks? Uh, you have to bring some someone in to be protected on the practice squad, right?" Joey, I promise you, we will get to that. I promise you we're going to get to the, the quarterback question here. And DM49ers with a $10 contribution, thank you very much. He says, playing two QBs like Sunday is the quickest way for a coach to head over to the EDD office. Anybody know what EDD is? Probably the unemployment I office. I don't know. That What? That, I think that's what he's alluding to. That's what he's meaning, though. Yeah. The quickest way to get fired. I think that's what he's saying. I don't know. I don't want to put words in his mouth and then y'all y'all trash me on Twitter. Yeah, I think it's the unemployment office. All right. Okay. I, I don't agree I, with that. I respect his opinion. I mean, it is it is a little tricky thing. It doesn't usually work out and teams don't usually do it. It is a it is a huge gamble. Uh and you don't know how I mean, here's the thing. I don't think Jed cares. I no. think Jed completely trusts Kyle and John, so he's just like, "Hey, go do what you think is best." Yeah. Well, we know that we know that from right now. We know that because of the fact that he kept a twenty-four and a half million dollar quarterback on this roster, and said that he's willing to pay. And he said before that you know he's even came out and said that he has nothing to do with football operations. That's all Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. I'm so glad he 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 he's doing this. He's letting the football guys take care of the football stuff. And he's he's handling the business. He's That's just laying the checks. That's pretty much it, you know? He's been doing it that way. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. All right. <laughs> Who clicked that? Because I was. <laughs> Brian Crowley. <laughs> Tony, 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 Tony sent himself to the EDD office. Speak, speaking of uh, Speaking of the. Don Burr that's in here for the Detroit Lions. Did you see they cut both of their kickers? Yeah, they, they have a kicker on their roster. And their long snapper, too. I and think. their long snapper. <laughs> they won't be kicking on... on, on Yo, they were on listening the to Jason Aponte. Two-point conversions for everything. That two they were listening to Jason Aponte. And going for it on fourth downs, baby. Fucking right. Let's go. 
Let's go. I like that. I like that aggression. So you're I'm just lying. going for two every time, too? I'm, I'm lying. I don't like it. That was the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. I was just kidding. Bro, you uh, cut both your kickers. Yeah, but they probably cut them after. Um, so there was a there was a there was a kicking competition in Baltimore. Now I don't know the time of when these things happen. Okay, but I do know that there was a kicking competition in Baltimore, and uh, Tucker won. He, he he edged out the other guy, but the other guy was on fire through the offseason. So maybe the um, maybe the Ravens were just watching that and said we'll take whichever one of those guys they cut. That's all. Yeah, Tucker held on to that and kept that yeah. job. Yeah, I've seen that today. Yeah, that was it. You know, maybe I'm just saying maybe that maybe that's what happened. I don't know. I wish the Niners were interested in, in kickers like that, but that's a different story. Versus time. All right, let's let's keep this thing moving here. We're gonna keep reviewing this offense. I mean, this, uh, we went to the defensive line, we went to the offensive line. So now we're gonna pick another group. Nick, what group do you want to go to next? Let's go to the backfield. Dun, 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 dun. How far back? Safeties or corners? Or you want to include them all in one big For the running backs. The running backs, the backfield. <laughs> oh, 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 on the, okay. I, I'm thinking backfield, like, never mind. Forget it. Safeties. Yeah, no, that's the all secondary. Right. <laughs> um, No, let's go to the backfield. I mean. Yeah, yeah. What I tell y'all about Gallman? Didn't I tell y'all he wasn't going to make it? You did? Yeah, didn't you I did. Didn't I tell y'all he wasn't going to make it? on my list. Man? I'm su- I'm surprised by this, to be honest with you. He, he was oh, on my right. list, and he's he's another player that they can possibly bring back. Ooh, like shit, my bad. You know, so they, Brian, they told me that you need to keep him because he's a good blocker. Because he's the best blocker. That's not the only reason we said That's that. Exactly what y'all said in that chat. No, we said that he was the best blocker the on best the team. Pass blocker on the team. Yeah, That's that doesn't mean that was the only reason to keep him. I said that's one of his attributes. He does it better than all of these guys. You and said, I did. yeah, but that doesn't mean that's the only thing. Yeah, he still averages five yards a carry. That's still more than no. That he group. don't. He didn't. Yes, do that yes he does. Yes, not he here. does. Not here. He didn't. He did, bro. He, he was did. playing. He was playing behind a starting offensive line. It's all it's all Googleable numbers. Here, I, I'll tell you in a second. Hold on. Right, but you want to you? We talk about Trey Lance playing behind a second line and a third line and this and I that. I say nothing about Trey Lance. Don't start moving the goalposts. We talking about Wayne Goldman here. Right. So Wayne Goldman was playing behind backup offensive linemen. I don't care. So was okay. Hasty when he ran that that long ass touchdown? Right. That was the fourth quarter, wasn't it? Yeah. And if you take no, okay. it was the third. And if okay. you take out the long ass touchdown, Hasty has twenty yards. Like. We'll no, but I'm just saying, like, uh, it's Goldman it's, is Goldman is a proven every three down back. Yeah, Jamichael well, Hasty is a three down uh, is, a, Chiefs, is a third down back. That's it. The game against the Chiefs, Wayne Goldman averaged three point five yards a carry. That was I mean, the second lowest on the entire team. That was his first the, week. The game against the Chargers, Wayne Goldman averaged. Wait for it. Wait for like it. Four point nine or something. Four point eight. Yep, and then this okay. one was what? 4. Again, 6? the second lowest on the team. And then against the Raiders, Wayne Gallman averaged, wait for it, 4.6. 4.6. Now, that was the 5.3, 7.6, 4.0, 4. 4.6. That was the second lowest on the team, again. Okay, but are we, are we truly – grading a guy off of average yards per carry yes that's what they do for running backs yes that's the thing 
that that's a thing. That's yeah, but that's, then you gotta you gotta factor in you, you gotta them. factor in these long runs. You gotta factor in all, all these little different things. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he he was the bell cow for at least the last game, the last two games. I don't know if he was the bell cow in the Kansas City game. I can't honestly. He wasn't the bell cow last game. Most certain sermon on this. The bell cow the last game. He had the most carries. Like so, so he carried. He had the most rushing attempts and and against the Raiders and against the um, Chargers, but I don't think he had the most rushing attempts against the Chiefs. I don't remember when he came in the game, honestly. And he came in really late in this game. Hasty had the most carries. Against and I think the, uh, in the first Chargers. game there was only two. They only had two active. No, that was the yeah, second right. game. Yeah, that was the second game. Hasty had second game. Game. Oh but yeah, the second game. Well, Hasty only averaged three point one yards a carry, so let's not talk about this. Let's keep let's keep it moving. What? No, but Hasty I'm just saying that it doesn't. Only three point one. You don't you don't carry. just judge a running back off of yards per carry, like you. That's just not fair. There's so many more attributes. I that, see Hasty as being a more explosive player than Goldman. Oh, absolutely. And Hasty's so think, a third oh, down that's back. What, that is what Kyle was looking for. I don't think he's looking for another workhorse. He already got Sermon, and he's got Moster, who can be a workhorse as well. He proved that last year. So who it was redundant. There was no reason to keep three of them on. That Moster could be a workhorse. He was a workhorse. Yeah, and he was injured Mostert all the time. Uh, yeah, well, you better not have Moster. Moster's not a workhorse running back. You definitely he shouldn't want. be. He should not be. You're absolutely You're right. right. He shouldn't. <laughs> anyway, that doesn't mean he wasn't. I get, I get. I don't think he was, but you got Trey Sermon, and and so I do agree with that. So that's probably why he didn't make this team because they like the same running back. But Trey Sermon still has more explosiveness. I would tell you that Wayne Gallman was the best pass protector and probably the most durable out of these running backs. Oh, he's 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 never been injured. Yeah. So there, that and he's a three him, down back. That makes him the most durable. Yeah. Mike, you can smile. Mike, all it, you doesn't, want. it doesn't make him durable, Mike, if he's not been injured. <laughs> Y'all said he's never been injured, right? But this dude, he does he he barely got carries before last year. So like that, that's a weird ass thing to say. So about what? Somebody. Raheem Moser came got, here and barely had carries he, with seven teams. He got injured the first that time he had a start against the Raiders. Did he not? He got. He has. Did he not? Did he not get injured the first time he became Ooh. the bell cow and, and, and was out? Raheem Mostert. I don't know. Maybe. It's possible. But what does that have to do with Goldman? No, we're just talking about guys getting in with who's Who gets injured and who doesn't? We're just we're talking Wayne, about injuries. Last year was his first year carrying the ball more than 111 times. Other than and that, it was 29 carries in 2019, 51 carries in 2018. But he, but he still didn't get injured. It's hard to get injured on twenty carries. No, it's not. What was his average yards last year? So Michael Hasty got injured on less than twenty carries. What was his average yards behind a shit ass Giants line? Last year he averaged four point six, career best four point six yards again. That's that's what he's behind a a horrible ass Giants offensive line. Mm -hmm. Four point six yards. So you're telling me with our offensive line, if he was the bell cow here, he wouldn't average more than four point six yards per carry? I don't know. It looks like they want oh, to get outside and not run Apparently, Kyle didn't think, think so, right? It looks like they want to get outside and not run up the middle this year. That's a good point. All the run yeah. plays that they did. When That's we, not when true because Elijah Mitchell runs up the middle. Oh, you got it. He averaged more yards than Elijah Mitchell, but Elijah Mitchell brings a different dimension to the running backs. Elijah Mitchell's a big-ass dude. He's going to run between tackle. Yeah, and he can return. Kicks. 
So that's probably why he's on the team. That and he's a rookie. Cheap contract. So, I mean, hey, it is what it is. But you were right, Mike, and whoever else didn't pick Gallman. Now, what, I, what I'm looking at with uh, Gallman is that the way that this team is going to run, from what it looked like to me, especially when Trey was in there, that they like going outside. They're either running right inside the tackle or around the tackle. It's, it's all Not outside that, zone, man. That's right. what we want to do, yo. And so that makes Raheem Mostert's value go up. Yes, that makes does. a guy like Hasty's value go up. And I think that hurts a guy like Goldman, who is someone who's going to run where the guard is, who's going to get inside the guard. You get what I'm saying? That's all, that's all I'm saying. And so if you, you're going to have – Nick just said Mitchell is going to do that. And we know that Sermon can do that also. So it doesn't make any sense. If what they're going to try to do is get towards the outside more, it doesn't make any sense to keep three guys who are running on the inside. Who does that's not going to be your bread and butter if yeah. you're going to have that rotation of players. That's all I'm saying. And then you got, and then Jeff Wilson's coming back at some point. And right. so he's another inside guy. Like, you know what I mean? So I get it. I get it. I get why Gallman didn't make the squad. But he looked, in my opinion, he didn't look explosive like you said. But he looked very durable. He was taking hits and he wasn't trying to go down. And I kind of, I like that from running backs. Those are those are old type of running backs. And if you're averaging over four yards to carry, that means you can give it to that running back three times and it's a first down. It's more than a first down. And that's what Kyle Shanahan, in my opinion, is always looking for. That's less pressure on the quarterback, less pressure on the passing game, and they can go ahead and get that running game established to open up stuff for the passing game. So hey, sometimes you need just three or four yards. You're not going to always get the home run. <laughs> The home run hit. You guys are trash. I hate y'all, man. Ain't nothing wrong with it's nothing wrong with Tony, guys. No comment. <laughs> there you go, Nick. Let's go. No All right, man. All right. Uh, other other than the Goldman thing, for real. Uh, were there any other surprises at this at this running back group? I think for those of us who didn't have uh, Hasty, we had Goldman, and for those of us who had Goldman. We didn't have hasty. I think I really think that was the only trade-off here. Um, Nick and Nick, we did that. We did the show and we discussed uh, the running back position. And at the time, I didn't have Mitchell making it. That was before the game. After the game, I said, "Hey, Nick, I got to make a change in my roster." Right. I like what I saw in Mitchell, and it was also the return ability that I saw in Mitchell that I really, really liked. I want to. I'm a little upset that we only got to see it that one time. Like I, I want to see more. I want to see more. I want to see if he can be consistent with anybody can get one good run. Hell, Richie James had a good run. I'm gonna be yeah. honest with you. Elijah Mitchell is Raheem Mostert's replacement. He doesn't have that same explosiveness. Yeah. Okay. You think we right. resign? You think okay. we resign Raheem next year? No, I didn't say that. It depends on the kind of season he has. Right. I, I, we I'm got so that. Let's I just say let's, he doesn't have the same explosiveness. That's two different. Let's roll up the sleeves and have this discussion. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make a statement, and you guys can agree with me or disagree with me, and tell me why. What you think? Okay. Is Wayne frozen? No. I'm just <laughs> on a pin. Okay. Uh, Wayne. I mean Wayne. Jesus. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is not as fast as Raheem Mostert. It's not about being as fast, though, Mike. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about he is he has quick speed. He can run between tackles and run the outside zone outside. He can be the replacement for Raheem Mostert. 
It doesn't mean he has to match his speed to be his replacement. I, I didn't say that he did. I said I was going to say a statement. You guys tell me if you agree or disagree. That's all I said. Okay. That's all I'm asking. Do you guys agree that he's not as fast as Raheem Mostert? Because there's a lot of people in the 49ers community say, look at his 40 time, which was a hand time because there was no combine. And look at his look at his 40 time. He's he's fast as, as Raheem Mostert. He's faster than Raheem Mostert. And we were talking about this on the on the on the not switch on the, the space spaces. on the space today. And people were really saying, Oh no, I, I've seen him. He's just as fast as Raheem Mostert. There's a lot of people in the fan base that feel that way, and this is worthy of having a discussion. And so I want to know your guys' opinion. Do you agree with what the what the people think? Or are you are you do you have a different opinion? Don't all speak at once. Well, I haven't seen not- I haven't I haven't seen the the numbers come out from the you know the, the equipment they wear, but I haven't seen anything that says that he's faster. So I have to go with most most of it being the fastest, but I do agree with Nick, the fact that as we move forward, I could definitely see him being Mostert's replacement. He's not going to be – we won't have necessarily the same running back group because we won't have that speed that Mostert has. But I think that how you when you go in and you draft a player like that, that he fits the replacement for the mold for Mostert. And that's the thing, like with him, I, I, I'm not saying he's as fast as Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert has world-class speed. And he has world-class speed to where it's kind of like he has that second gear, I should say, when he needs to turn it up. Whereas whereas Elijah Mitchell has that one speed, but it's quick explosion out of the hole to where Raheem Moser runs fast, but then he goes faster. Like, it, it's it's in there, but what I mean by Elijah Mitchell is he's a bigger, elusive, quick, and more physical, and can be Raheem Moser's replacement, where he runs in between tackles and runs the outside zone, where you have Trey Sermon who can run the ball in the middle and get the short yardage downs and things like that. So. And Raheem Mostert's on his final contract. Right. And he's also 29 years old. So I know that right. eventually we're going to move on from him. It's cool to say this guy could be his replacement. But right. when, you, when you say his replacement, I'm thinking that they're going to replace Raheem Mostert's role in this system with him. And I don't think that's it. I think they go out and they look for a guy with world-class track speed to do what Mostert did. Because Mostert's not a, a – we're going if we're going to be honest here and keep the sleeves rolled up, Raheem Mostert is not a good running back at all. He's just good in this system. And there's a big difference between a good all like, – like, okay, Wayne Gallman is a better all-around running back than Raheem Mostert is. Yet Raheem Mostert is on this team for a reason because he has angle-defying speed. Nobody else on this roster has that. And so when someone says to me, Mitchell is going to be uh, Mostert's replacement – I'm thinking, no, he's not because he doesn't possess that speed. So that's what I was thinking when you said that. So if I misunderstood you, then I apologize. But that's where I was going with it. Raheem Mostert is only on this roster because of his speed. Nothing else. That That's my opinion on it. So when you tell me that this is his replacement, that guy can't do what he does. And so that, that's where I was Well, he can't with. do one thing that he does, and that's running that fast. 
that one thing is the only thing Mostert does, though. Right. That's what I'm saying. But like, it's like that's why I'm saying like he may Elijah Mitchell may end up bringing more to us in all around game than Raheem Mostert does, and he may not bring you that world class speed, but he'll bring you enough speed. And we also know that we just said it right. It's like we just said it with Raheem Mostert. He, he's he's a beneficiary of the scheme. And Elijah Mitchell, why he's not as fast as Raheem Mostert, but he may be fast enough to still break those long runs like Raheem Mostert and score because of the scheme and be able to do all the other things. So it's something it's it's something to look at. I, I just don't think we're going to pay Raheem Mostert more than what he's getting paid right now when Kyle Shanahan is looks more like he's going towards a running back by committee type of uh, running back group. So, and, and Mike, you should be happy. I mean, you got guys like Trey Sermon and uh, Jamichael Hasey are guys that are those beefy backs. And Elijah Mitchell is that beefy back also, as in where, what is he, like 215, 230? What's, mm-hmm. what's his actual weight? Two, what are you talking about? Elijah, Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. Was Hold he on. like? Uh, Mitchell is uh, running back, running back. 200. 218 is what they listed what? him at. Yep. When did he get up to 218? That's what the last numbers I got off of the 49ers website. Yeah, so 218. So he, That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight to add. Yeah, and he's, still, and he's still pretty quick. Like, he's not – you know what I mean? So – it's definitely something to look out for. I'm excited to see Elijah Mitchell um, play because I heard a lot of good things in the beginning of camp, and then obviously he had that injury. Um, but let's see what happens. Why did he add that much weight? That's a lot of weight to add. Like we heard, Mike McGlinchey didn't add 18 pounds, did he? Mike McGlinchey? Yeah, that's a that's a lot of weight to add, dude. What is this? Hold is on. He, what am I looking wasn't at? He like really light though. Wasn't he like one, one eighty something? And he wanted to be more beefy. Like he wanted to bulk up or, or something like that. Ooh. So if you if you just Google Elijah Mitchell, right? They give you all these little videos and pictures. But on the right side, it says about Elijah I Mitchell is an American football running back. Da 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 da. His birthday height, round he was drafted in, the college he went to, and weight. And, and his says two hundred there. Yeah. Yep, they updated it to 200 on the 49ers website too. Oh, so he's da- so so he is 200 then. That's what they have him at now. Cuz 200 to 218 is a big difference for right. a skill position in the NFL. That I is agree. a massive difference. Okay. All right. So then let me never mind then. I won't I won't go into it more. I don't want to waste time on it. So uh all right, that's cool. But no, and again, when we when we have these discussions here, guys, we're not saying this guy is better and or this guy is worse, and we hate this guy. That is not it. We're just we're talking about our roster. We're having we're having a good time talking about this roster because I'll tell you guys this. I know we're not done yet. When I stepped back and I looked at the entire roster, I was really really excited for the season to get started. I mean, it was a it, this is going to be a really fun year of football. So, all right. Uh, any other takes on? Um, any other takes on the running backs? We know Jeff Wilson didn't make it. Uh, I see people asking, where, where's Jeff Wilson? Jeff Wilson is going to go on IR. Does that mean that he's done for the season because it happened early? Right? That means that he can't come back? He's he's on the pup list. Right. Oh, I didn't get the IR. So that's different IR. than IR. Right. Yeah, so he, he, he's going to be out for six, like, six, six weeks. weeks. 
Yeah. Yo, do you hold up? So you got Jeff Wilson. That's what I'm is saying. One coming back in six weeks. You got Jordan Willis. Uh, six is, weeks. Is his first name Jordan? Six weeks. Yeah, Jordan. Yep. His first name is Jordan Willis. Yeah. And then you also got Maurice Hurst. Yo, you this team well, is you might get, as well let him come back in six weeks too, and then right is going to be fresh after the bye. Like so you're gonna, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That bye week, you're going to get a <laughs> shot in the arm on both sides. Oh, a lethal, <laughs> uh, an injection, baby. <laughs> they not going to want to fuck with us. You hear me? Push the beat button, breezy. They not going to want to with us. It. Like that. This is going to be a fun team to watch, bro. Oh my! And look, look yo, Tarverius Moore could possibly still come back come too. Come on, man! Yeah, come on, man! I was come gonna on. say that when you guys were talking about safeties, but um, because he had what an Achilles, right? But it doesn't right. mean it's a complete tear, and people come back from Achilles in the same year, so he could he could realistically come back, and that could be your safety help. But um, the, it you know obviously it depends on the the positioning and the numbers yeah no you're absolutely right you're absolutely right all right so let's keep this party moving here guys let's go to another position group we did the backfield so now we're going to take it to the backfield that mike thought we were talking about and we're going to talk about safeties now this is a short group here but i do now we touched on this a couple of times but let's let's go through it again the 49ers only kept four safeties jimmy ward jaquiski tart uh tavon wilson i see okay this is why i say jaquiski because there's no a after the q it's Quisky. Now they're going to tell me it's Quasky, and I've seen this typed phonetically a bunch of times. But can we just agree that it's a made-up name? I mean, I want to respect the name, but the spelling of it is Jaquisky, right? It's just made up. If I type this into Google, am I going to get a definition? I don't know. Okay. And Tavon Wilson and Talanoa Hufunga. Uh, what are what are our thoughts on on the safety group here, guys? On on the uh, defensive backfield, so to speak. <laughs> Can't believe I did that. Uh, what what are our thoughts here, man? Uh, only four. Um, on my original on my original fifty three, I kept. Hold on, let me see. It's weird. I, so I have this quick notepad here on my computer that I keep my notes on while we're, while we're doing the shows and everything, and uh, it's weird because. It's weird. I have to like open it twice in order to get it. I had Ward, Tart, Hufunga, and Dix. I don't think I had wait one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, I didn't have Tavon Wilson. I had Dick instead of Wilson. Uh so I had a reason for that. The reason I had uh Dix making it is because he can play both free and strong safety. And I like that option where if one of our guys went down, whoop, you could plug him in right away. Tavon can also, though. Okay. Okay. And so, so what's the tiebreaker when you have two guys that can do the same thing? For me, it's youth and the guy that can get you turnovers. And that's what I was really hyped about when watching um, uh-huh. uh, Clinton Dix out there. So let's let's talk about it, man. Who wants to go uh-huh. first? Okay, because you did the woodpecker thing, bro. So I, I showed that to my wife today, and her face was, "Yo, Greg Papa, where does he come up with this shit?" <laughs> and he did that shit so excitedly too. He's like, <laughs> "No, he's bro, like, they should have unplugged his microphone immediately." But give us your thoughts on the uh, on the safety position, and we'll go to Brian, and we'll go to Breezy. Um, 
No, I mean, I didn't have Tavon Wilson making this team because of his injury because he, yes, he was taking all the first team snaps when Kwaski was out, but I kind of wanted to let the young kid grow a little bit, right? So I understand it, though. Kwaski doesn't stay healthy. Um, Tavon Wilson is more of a box safety compared to um, Haha. He's more of that box safety up close. But then I also thought about it as, okay, well, if you wanted to bring back Haha, you could have still used Marcel Harris as a linebacker plus a, a strong safety if something happened to Kwaski. <clears throat> so I looked at it a different couple different ways. This is not taking anything away from Tavon Wilson because I think he's he's a great player. Um but I also understand it because I didn't want to rush uh, Tal Talanoa Hafunga into a position kind of like I don't want to rush Trey Lance into a position, right? So while, yes, he looks like he's he's semi-ready, he still also looks like he has a lot to learn. So I I don't mind it. I like that, I like that we kept four instead of going crazy and we used that – numbers i guess you could say the numbers game in other places um but yeah well i mean I, we'll see how it works out with tavon i i will call it a successful year if tavon wilson or hafunga don't have to play strong safety at all this year that's a mic drop right there all right b what you got on the safety position man no i mean i mean nick covered most of everything you know like i said i was disappointed that haha got here i didn't have tavon making this this list initially i'm glad like nick said that we kept four i think that's that's good um i just uh, i like the versatility i think of haha better and i like the, the interceptions but uh you know obviously the team saw something a little bit more of what they're looking for in tavon than what they saw in haha at least right now i mean we don't know what could happen tomorrow when moves get start getting made uh, people, you know, with Hurst, you know, you don't know who's going to come back or maybe there's somebody else that we don't know about that they plan on throwing into that, you know, short-term IR situation. So he's definitely a player that I would think would come back or at least going to be on the practice squad, hopefully. Um, but uh, as far as who we kept, you know, you know, Ward was a lock. Um, uh, Hufunga was going to be a lock. Tart was a lock as soon as he was healed up. And so it was really just that one that was kind of the bubble, which way do you go? And obviously the team went in a different direction than, um, what I had thought, but that's why I'm not the coach. Okay. All right. We're going to ask Breezy what his thoughts were. And there was only two players that were cut from the safety position that didn't make this roster. Uh, Jared Maiden being one of them and HaHa Clinton Dix was the other. Now, Tony's not here to defend his opinion. Um, again, he's on his uh, self-prescribed uh, break. But uh, what do you – did you have hopes? Did you have ambitions for – Jared Maiden or Aha Clinton Dix to make this roster. Um, I didn't have ambitions for Maiden because he's young and he hasn't just done enough. I mean, he did get the what? Uh, he had an interception the last preseason game again in the Chargers game that should have been a pick six, but was negated by a stupid penalty. But he just hasn't done enough, right? And so I still think he has time and room to grow. And so I think he's a guy you cut and you you know you hope they make it to the practice squad. Um, well, we hope they make it to the practice squad, but they're hoping that they get a job to a different NFL team. Maybe HaHa was just – I had HaHa making it, but, you know, I tell you what, shout out to the 49ers because they made HaHa look good again. 
And so he put some good film out there. He did have some busted coverages, not lined up in the right spot a couple of times. But um, even in the, the, the Raiders game, there was a play where I was just like, this is why he won't make the team. And then I had to retract it because then when he was playing the safety in that deep third of the field, he picked the ball right off. Like he knew the ball was going right to his hands and he was able to return it for 36 yards. So um, I, I kind of had ha-ha making the team because of veteranship, but then I should have thought they're not going to probably take two vets, right? And so they got the young kid, Hufanga, who we knew was clearly on the rise, um, and then it was going to come down between Tavon Wilson. But I had five safeties opposed to four, so um, they went with Tavon over ha-ha, and it could be simply because he was at camp day one. Like, you know, he, he, he got all the installments and and maybe he had the better better training camp. And you didn't even see him out there in all the games, but maybe because he had the better camp, he's the better player for the team. All right. And you got a question here from Mulberry Kids Group. I'm sorry, more Mulberry Group, HLDS. I don't know why I thought that said kids. Oh, oh he says, where did I get these uh, pictures in the frames? Um I mean, I buy the frame. I, I mean, I, I I just shop around, man. I, I look around um, different places, Facebook Marketplace, certain uh, sports places that are up here. I go to certain auctions and things like that, and I just grab stuff that's nostalgic. I'm a nostalgic type of, of a player. So you'll see more nostalgic stuff of the 49ers in my cave than you will of um, a lot of the new stuff that's going around. So, you know, when I was looking at this um... – when I was looking at this safety group, I think the thing that was bothering me the most about it was the the Tavon Wilson thing, right? And if I'm not mistaken, what is he? Thirty-one. Let me let me just Google. I, I want to make sure I'm giving accurate uh, information. But I think he's thirty-one. Yes. Yeah, he's thirty-one years old, and I'm like, all right, how does he make the team over Haha Clinton Dix, right? And I thought about something. Tart was healthy enough to play the game. We don't know how he felt exactly. Uh, but what if going into week one, we're going to have to use whoever is not Tart? Is it possible that Wilson made the roster because the team felt he was more ready to be a starter than Dix in this system? Because Wayne mentioned it, the busted coverages, it, it was kind of a, a boom or bust situation with him, right? So if that's the case, we need the shorthand at the safety position as opposed to the, the hit or miss guy uh, for the safety position, right? Mm-hmm. So is is that a, is that something that could be? Because I couldn't figure out why. If, if it's just a backup, if it's just a backup, don't but you take the guy with more upside? You want So it does, that doesn't mean that Wilson doesn't have the better upside um, or, or lessing, lesser upside. It's just that I think you take the better backup for right now and you you roll your car you know you roll the dice with that right so i don't think that dix wasn't a better option i mean they brought him in but they didn't bring him in initially and dix was just around chilling right and so if the 49ers really wanted dix they would have signed him during the off season instead of bringing him in after a tony jefferson season in the injury to give him some work but I think that's why they're going with Wilson. I think your your logic might be who knows why they pick certain players. I mean, it's weird, but I think that's part of the logic. Just in case Tart, you know, we, we did see Tart get a knock, a knock his knees. He said he knocked knees with the player and 
who knows he might have a chip knee bone or something like that so like maybe it's possible he might not be fully ready to go in two weeks and so they have the better option which is the guy that started camp day one and that's Tavon Wilson all right I respect mm. it I respect it man um take a look at that chat and just tell me if you're ready to dance you ready yeah yeah <laughs> yeah all right guys wide receiver position we're back on the offensive side of the ball we're running out of positions to go over here uh the 49ers kept the following players they made the 53-man roster debo samuel wow. see nick i started from the top brandon Ayuk, muhammad sabu i mean sanu trent sherfield jawan jennings and jalen hurd all right guys we were all sitting around we had a lot of expectations for this group we were hoping a return man was going to come out of here a punt return man was going to come out of here let's uh let's talk about it come on now who wants to go first you you punt punt man is brandon Ayuk. how many how many returns did you see Ayuk do this uh preseason doesn't matter how many he did who else are you gonna put back there? You want me to call Hightower? I don't know. Right. That's <laughs> what I'm I, there's nobody else on. There's nobody else on the team that even took any punt returns this year. I didn't see Ayuk take any this year. Right, but that's what I'm saying. There's nobody else on the team that took any either. I don't so, know, Nick. It's tough, man. I mean, Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> it's, I don't know, man. He can't even stay on the field as a wide receiver, and he can't catch the ball as a wide receiver. And now we want him returning kicks. I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I just want him to focus on being the best wide receiver. But hey, not my team. I just support the team. So it do, it does look like he is the guy. Can I see that list again? Because I want to see if there are any any DBs possible. Henry <laughs> Thomas. Ambry Thomas is more of a kickoff returner, though. I wouldn't have him return the punts. I don't think he has that. It's it's a little different. All right, I'm in full screen mode, so when it's time to remove it, I'm going to have to have uh, Nick and Brian remove it. So, Because I want to see y'all eyes when we discuss this wide receiver position. Because I am here yeah, Nick, to stir the pot. Let me that tell would you be that. It, man. Like, I, that, that would be it. So Nick wants to know who's returning. And right now, out of the running backs, it could be Elijah Mitchell. Um, or Jermichael Hasty, maybe? Now he fumbles the ball too much. I think Elijah Mitchell will definitely be the kickoff return. I agree, but I I, agree. I don't think he'll be doing punts. No. Um, yeah, that, I'll be I'll be honest with y'all. It would be exciting to see Elijah Mitchell as their kick return and Brandon Ayuk as the punt return. Oh, I, like, I'm where's completely that excitement fine with it. At? You know, like where where's that excitement from the 49ers fan base? Like. Let's let's do it. Let's I think a lot of people get worried about Ayuk returning punts. You know, when you think about him as our number one, number two, however you want to debate it, wide receiver. You know, you don't. Not a lot of teams are going to take their number one, number two, and throw them back there on special teams like that. You know, it's just. Sorry. I was telling, uh, asking Nick to take the graphic down. Oh. Um. So, I, I think that's why a lot of people have concerns about saying he's going to be the punt returner. I, I I'm more concerned with injuries. 
Right. So, and you increase your injury risk when you're out there on special teams. Yeah, like like that that would be my thing. Like that's why I said he can barely like he it seems like he's having trouble staying on the field as a wide receiver, but these are practices, these are these are training camp things, like these are things right now that I'm hoping he's working out. But we're talking about hamstrings, and we all know hamstrings are injuries that never end, like they don't go away um when you when they're supposed to. So I, I, I honestly don't know. But as far as the wide receiver positions, we got six receivers. Kyle said we're taking six. Everybody pick six. Okay. Did everybody have the same six? Hell no. All right. So let's talk about Jalen Hurd and how the hell he's on this team after one preseason game and 95 <laughs> missed practices. I'm trying to figure that out. And then we all had an inkling that Jawan Jennings was going to make it. But I think we both came down to either Travis Benjamin making it or Webster making it. And so I'm confused. So let's talk. Yeah. I mean, I had Simba making it over Sanu, not, not for, you know, not because they're interchangeable people, but because I felt like we needed to have that return guy in there. So, and I, I kind of, you know, I know that in the beginning of training camp, her, uh, Sanu was kind of like, oh, look at Sanu. He's going to be great. And everybody was starting to debate whether he was going to be, you know, wide receiver three on the team. And then you see Sherfield show up and like, well, okay, maybe he's going to be wide receiver four. And then Jennings is starting to show up. Okay, wide receiver five. And now, you know, you know, you got heard back. So you knew that he was going to have a secure roster spot just based on the fact that Kyle wants to see him in this system. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I thought to me, Sanu it was going to end up being odd man out. So that was kind of a shocker to see that he stayed and then, we, we didn't keep, you know, a return man in that group, at least not one that we, we've seen utilized in such a capacity. Week two and week three, including week one. But really week two, week three is kind of what made me stir away from Webster on my final 53 because he wasn't taking barely any snaps as a receiver. He wasn't taking any – he barely took kickoff returns after that one big run. I think he took two more. Yep. Um, and it was kind of like, maybe they're not that interested, interested in him and they want to see what else can work out that will be able to play the wide receiver position as well. So I kind of started going towards the Travis Benjamin error and then Travis Benjamin comes up with the concussion. So it's like, okay, so now, and then you get Jalen Hurd back who plays a game now, while he wasn't as explosive as I think he can be. Um, he must have came out of that fine to where he makes this team now. And then you have, I think he was making his team regardless. Nate. Yeah, no, I know. But I'm saying if he, I think if he came down with that swelling and stuff, they would have put him on IR again to end the year Um, instead of cutting him. I think they would have let him make the 53 or put him on the IR before the 53 so that his season was over. Um, can I, can I, can I interject real quick? Yeah. So all preseason, <clears throat> uh, Simba Webster had two receptions for a total of 18 yards. He had and an end around for a run. Yes. Then there was a run for 34 yards. 34 yards, yards yeah. So you got three touches for a grand total of, where'd it go? 18 and 34, 52 yards? 52 yards. All right. So three touches for 52 yards. Okay. If you look at Travis Benjamin, because you said you were looking at the receiving thing, Travis Benjamin had two receptions for 24 yards, and that's it. 
So how 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 do we get more comfortable with Benjamin as a receiver than Webster? I'm uh, saying Benjamin was out there more. Oh, on the field? Yeah, on the field. I can't prove that. So all right, that's fine. No, but that's I kind of took it the took it the opposite way that you did because I figured once we started seeing him, I thought maybe they would pull back on Webster. And his roster's spot was a little bit more secure, and they wanted to see a little bit from other people. So I took it kind of the opposite way you did. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I just kind of, I kind of looked, like I said, I kind of looked at the the receiver position wise because we knew that that sixth receiver position was pretty much up for grabs, and actually, probably the fifth and sixth spot were up for grabs before week three. So when he's not getting the snaps at receiver, that's what kind of shied me away from him. And it's like, okay, well, he didn't get snaps this week. And then Jalen Hurd comes back. He's getting the snaps at receiver. What are they What are they really seeing in Nasimba Webster? And really, we're all excited off of one run. Like, like, truthfully, it was the one run on the kickoff return, and then he had the end around right after that. So when you said one run, I thought you meant the end around. I was gonna say no, I like the hand, I like the kick. No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm saying for special teams wise, he had one kickoff return that was he and and it could have just been coverage and he had the lanes and he he took it. So in the last game against the Raiders, uh Webster had one punt return for 19 yards. Benjamin had one punt return. For 16 yards, <laughs> this dude's a bump. Craycraft had two returns for a total of three yards. Um, if you look at the Chargers game, you have uh, for returns again. So now I was talking, what was that? Punt returns before, right? Uh, this time it was kick returns. Webster had one kick return for 27 yards. So you got a 19-yard uh, punt return. You have a 27-yard kick return. Benjamin had one punt return for 12 yards. And then against the Chiefs, you got Webster had three returns, kick returns, for 62 yards. It's an average of over 20 yards of return. Uh, He didn't have any punt returns, but Benjamin had one, and it was for six yards. Like, I just don't see how – I don't know. I guess I, I don't I don't see how he didn't make the roster as specifically a return guy. Now apparently he had a lot of uh fumble issue fumble issues that I didn't know about. So if that's the case, then so be it. But I didn't see it this preseason. Are we gonna assume that a person can't improve? Like how how long has Simba Webster been in the NFL? Like he, he couldn't have shaken whatever problems that he's had. I don't I don't have this information. I'm not being facetious. I I don't understand how this guy when, when one of our biggest needs on the roster is special teams return, man, whether it be punts or kicks, how does the guy averaging over 20 yards of return in one and over 12, over 12 yards in the other, how does he not make the roster? And then we're stuck sitting here saying, all right, well, let's put our, our first round wide receiver out to do one thing and our drafted running back to do the other. Like, you get what I'm saying? How, how, does, that, how does something like that happen? I don't know. And I'm not I'm not trying to be funny. I just don't know. I don't get how it happens. So 
Uh, anybody know how long he's been in the league? Maybe maybe he's an eight-year veteran who's always fumbled, and that's why he, he doesn't make the roster. He was undrafted in 2019, so this was his second year. Or would have been his third year. He's going to make a practice squad. Nobody's going to pick him up, and we'll have our return guy. Ah, talk your shit, Wayne. Say it again. Let him hear you in the back. Oh, they can hear me, man. I just don't – I can't be loud right now, but – He's gonna be our. He's gonna be back. Webster will be back over Benjamin, just because he'll clear waivers. He'll be on the practice squad, and next thing you know, he'll be getting called up. He could be the guy that they move down, uh, move up, and when they move, what you call it, to the IR, and then you get uh, what Simba for like practice squad money. That's a that's a win win for Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, right. and my man Parag Marate, right? And so this like. Everything that we do is a strategic move. And so, Nick, you said it early on the spaces. Don't expect this to be what we see week one. Like, like, don't expect this final 53 to be what we see week one. We had the deadline. We had to meet a deadline. And we met the deadline. Kyle Shanahan is always throwing curveballs, always throwing stuff out there to just get our minds going crazy, have us saying stuff. And next thing you know, he knows what's going to be right for this team. So, uh, it's, un- it's <laughs> I think Webster will be back because he obviously over Benjamin was the more explosive and the on the special team side of the ball. <clears throat> Can't run <throat> end rounds, which means he could do the stuff. Richie, J- hey Richie James didn't make the squad. I realize that. Oh <laughs> snap! It just hit me. Oh shit! Just now. <laughs> no, like I did, I know I I have forgot about Richie James, and I kind of moved on from Richie James like last year. But just the fact that I didn't even hear his name, like at all, we didn't even talk about how he's. The, was he even on the sheet of the people that got cut and let go? I didn't no, even. No. Well, yeah, yeah, he's he's on there because I think it was an injury thing. Hold on, let's pop that up. He was oh, waved. he got he got waived because of the he was waived for injury, and he came. Yeah, he'll be back, and then they'll do an injury settlement or keep him They're for the, the year. There you go. There so, it is. There. There's, there's there a sheet is. there, and Richie James' name is under the wave. It's, no. not, Where the it's not on the sheet. It's bro. not on the sheet. Just like I said. Right. Wait a that's, second. That's they, already, they already bumped him to IR. Okay. But they already bumped mm-hmm. Tavarius Moore to IR, or no, to IR, right? I think he no, went. they didn't put him on IR. They just waved him. Who? Richie James. How many accrued seasons does he have? Can they just waive him? Or is he really yeah. was he released? He was released. not on the on the wave list, Nick. It's... Right. The other day, like hold on, I'll pull it up because it was in the transaction. It's going to be a total of 25 new moves. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 49ers wave injured Richie injured Richie James. Yeah, on eight twenty-eight. Yeah, they waived him. Right. But usually well, if he was waived, once he clears waivers, he'll revert. So he'll revert back to the to the uh, roster. No, he'll, he'll, re- he'll revert back to the injured reserve. Right. So, uh, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, it'll be on IR. Uh, if he clears uh, uh, waivers. But that's like what they tried to do with DJ Reed. Yes. Why do you struggling to say our IR? Yeah, but nobody's stealing his ass. Good night, y'all. It's been real. I'm sorry. I gotta go. I couldn't say our IR. It's like weird. So you can't leave yet, bro. You can't leave yet. We I have I haven't I gotta gloat. I gotta gloat a little bit, but I don't want to gloat yet. I have a I have a, a confession to make, guys. I didn't think Muhammad Sanu was gonna make this roster, so I owe I owe you guys an apology. 
Nick, let me look in your eyes, bro. Nick, I'm sorry. You were right. I was wrong. Muhammad Sanu made this roster. Who else had Muhammad Sanu? Which one of you guys had Sanu making? Breezy, let me look in your eyes. Breezy. Oh, damn. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Muhammad Sanu made the 53-man roster. His old ass made the 53-man Why you got to throw in extra stuff? <laughs> hey, man, but he jersey strong. I knew he was going to be all right, bro. That's jersey in the building. But, but. We got to talk about it, man. My man Jalen Hurd. Now, tell the truth. Wave your hand if you had Jalen Hurd making the squad. Let's go, B. Huh? <laughs> B, let me look you in your eye. What's up, baby? Oh, oh. You didn't have him making it. Who didn't? You. You said he was crazy as hell, Nick. I got my whole 53-man roster right here, and I bet, uh, I, and I bet push-ups uh, to crock in your spaces. That Jalen Hurd will make the roster. You said I ain't got him making it either, bro. You know, I he he, he, just, he did a, he did a Nick. He pulled it's the cool. Kyle Shanahan. Bro. I got the, I got the text message here from when I text the whole group. My fifty three man right. Oh damn, it's going already. He pulled the hey. Kyle Shanahan, Nick. Because hey, remember, y'all pull it up. remember All when got cell phones. Remember when um Jalen Hurd was going through the injury stuff and he was like, oh, it's not looking good. He was just doing all that. He was just saying that. you he, guys pull up he, your cell phone. No, we don't need to pull up our cell phone. Yes, Mike. you do. I, Come on, B. I, have my back, B. Come on, B. I, listen, I believe you. It was probably in some chat I wasn't in, Mike. No, it's <laughs> our group chat. I text my 53 today. Yeah, I today. What do you mean today? I texted before the death. Nick, don't do that, Nick. Don't do that, Nick. Bro, you you on the spaces said, crap, you got – you got uh when I got up this morning, there was Jaylen like Hurt, 90 messages Jaylen, in here. You got Jalen <laughs> Hurd making goes, the team, and he's like, What did what, what did he write though? That's you were like, You want to bet about this? And he's like, he's like, You're like, you got Jalen Hurd making this team? He's like, No, you're like, okay, me either. I said, me neither. And then I said, All right, but I tell you what, I'll take Hurd making the roster. I bet you 20 push-ups. Right, but it was just for the bet purpose. You and you originally said yes. He wasn't I, making the team. Yes, I did, because I was so what, tired of y'all what bitching did he and crying write? about him being on what the did team. He write? That's the only thing that matters. Mike you, Mike wrote wide receivers six. Simba Webster, Trent Shearfield, Debo Samuel, Jawan Jennings, Jalen Hurd, Brandon Ayuk. There you go. That was at uh hold on. 860. Well, 816 my time, so or that's right, eleven sixteen, but way before the deadline, way before Matt Mayoko and Burroughs and whoever else tweeted that shit out. Let's go, Heard, Congratulations! Nope. Oh wait, no, no, put me up here. Heard, no. congratulations! Before, before the last preseason game, made a fifty-three man roster playboy. This is just the first. That's step. what I'm saying, Nick. That's that is what he said, Nick. But that Let's ain't go. what he wrote. Tell, that, tell you, him again. You're right. He did say that, like, and he reiterated it. Multiple times, Mike did say Hurd's not going to make the roster, but I knew he was bullshitting trying to stay. He wasn't bullshitting. He knew. He no, even he, said he, 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 he changed, he changed he, his perspective after the, the preseason game. A lot of y'all changed. We all changed perspectives. I didn't. I'm talking about on positions, period. Y'all motherfuckers just had a show. Which I, we had an original 53 where we had other people on here and then guys leave the team. We had to change shit. So cats will change stuff. It's okay. He he wrote it, he sent it in before the deadline, and that's all that matters. Let me let 
Let me prove him wrong real quick. Nick said that I changed my mind after the game, right? That's what Nick just said. Oh, gosh, Nick. Right? Why'd you say that, Nick? We did a 53-man roster prediction show before, before the game. Yeah. And guess what? I had Jalen Hurd on my list. You only said that to make a bet with Croc. Nah, I don't want to hear it, bro. Before bro, he said the game. you. You literally said he said I'm not. I'm not. I don't have him making this team. You were like, oh shit, me either. So, but I'll, I'll take him for the sake of a bet. I'll, I'll That's give what you, you said. I'll, I'll give you the timeline. When we started the season, I said Hurd's making the team. After week one, he was hurt. I said Hurd's making the team. After week two, and he didn't play, and everybody said, "Oh my God, he's not practicing." One practice, he's hurt. I said, "Hey, fuck it, cut him. Don't let him make the team." Well, no, one practice. He didn't practice for a whole fucking week. Exactly, and that's all y'all said, and that's all y'all complained. I said, "Hey, F it, cut him, cut him, cut him." But when it was time to make it official, when it was time to put your name behind that, that's when it was time to, to sign off on it, every time it was official, I put that man on the list. What did I say? Every no tears. Do you remember what I said? No tears, Mike. What'd you say? You remember what I said? No TAs. Oh man, you said a lot. No, what'd you say? Tell me. I said the, the, the six receivers we're gonna have are on this roster already. Mm. Mm. And Jalen Hurd. I thought I was gonna be wrong because we were. I was expecting Webster, but we didn't. We stayed with Sanu. Sanu made it. He made the cut. So, that's so, what, so that's so at, the end of the, at the end of the day, we all got one wrong. So guess what? We got the yeah. same fucking grade. Well, so can we, can we move on? <laughs> can we keep going? I'm tired. Wait, hold on, wait. Let me ask you all this question, though. All, all jokes aside, for, forget the herd thing and da da da. Get I'm gonna find a talking. text message when I when <laughs> Nick ain't going to sleep. When he no. said, "I'm gonna find a text message when when he said Jalen Hurd's not making this team," and I said, "Mike, is that being sarcastic?" You were like, "No, I'm being dead serious. He's not yep. making this team." Mm-hmm. I feel I, like I, I remember that. Ar- y'all don't I, remember that this was right after Tony threw his first hissy fit, and I was just tired of arguing about shit. I was like, yep, I'm serious. No, let him go. That's an easy ass cop out. It, I t- this is the same day I said how much I bite you my tongue. You change your mind all the time to make yourself right. Tell me one time I was on the record and said that Jalen Hurd won't make the team. So then don't then don't lie and say it wasn't sarcastic. All right, that's fair. Because you you're saying you're well, you lying. You've been able to detect my sarcasm even when you asked me that question. Right, but I said. Do I left that loud and said, "Are you being sarcastic?" You're like, "No, he's really yep. not making this team." Yes, some popcorn, Wayne. That's true. No, no, no. And Nick is absolutely popcorn, right. Dog. He's absolutely right. But you let me what? ask you this question. We'll get some popcorn. This is my final question. No, Wayne, don't leave. Don't leave. This is my final question, Nick. Tell me one person you know that has supported Jalen Hurd more than me. I don't know. Don't care. <laughs> ah, that's what I thought. That hey, means me. This guy. <laughs> Don't do that. Beat a beat. Well, well, I don't. I don't know. I've been on the herd train since the moment we draft. You got to go back and see the video from when we drafted him, okay? And listen to me completely lose my mind for the next seventeen minutes. Me too. Like, I'm off camera screaming and clapping my hands. I, I lost my. I lost my mind because I was pissed off at the pick. Don't don't say what you said. Don't don't say what you said. I don't remember what I said. I remember it was something stupid. Oh man, I was so mad at you for saying that shit. Oh man, but 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 yes. So look, here we go. See now I'm getting. We need Tony back. It's, it's Mike's fault. Look look at look at. It's not my fault. I have never. Have I ever Nick? Have I ever kicked anybody off the show? No. Have I ever Ooh. told anybody they're not welcome to come back on the show? I don't think either of us have. Oh, okay. 
That, that, okay. So if anybody's not here, I've had I've right? heard people in us say, "Well, I'll just quit. I'll just take a break and be away from MBN." I'm like, what? Nobody said that. Yeah. So all right. All right. I just want to make sure. Now, I, I, all jokes aside, though, with this um, wide receiver group, all jokes aside, were there any surprises to you guys that like you really just didn't see happening? Like all in all in all honesty. So I'm, again. I'm, no, and and in all honesty, I was definitely rooting for Jalen Hurd. I just hope that he can find ways to just just be healthy and be productive. That's it, man. That's all we can ask for from the kid, yo. Stay healthy and be and be productive. And so I was actually rooting for him. I just thought that when I saw the other five guys that we have, I felt like they were more healthy and more productive. And so <clears throat> I thought when we brought in a guy like Webster and we still had Travis Benjamin competing. And we brought in Webster. I'm like, oh, snap. Now we got a wide receiver that has some speed and can return. And so that's why I quickly resulted. But I thought Webster was going to make it. I knew Sanu was going to make it. And that's why Hurd's not on my list because I knew we weren't going with seven since Kyle Shanahan said he's one of the best six guys we got out there, right? And so I was like, he fucked up my seven. So uh, that, that's that. But, um, no, I wasn't surprised. When we did our initial wide receiver breakdown, you had like eight or nine receivers making this squad. Sure, I, I, had, I had eight. I had eight. I had eight because last year we last year we went with seven, and I added in one extra one. So look at this list here, Wayne. If you got to jump off, man, please like say your final word and, and jump off. But if not, I want to read word. this list here. All right, guys, love y'all. I'll see y'all next show. Love you, Wayne. Peace, Peace out, brother. All right, so oh damn, I don't and like Nick this. Too? No, no, Nick's there. He's oh, Nick's in the middle. How do I? Is there a way to change? Is there a way to uh? All right, I like this. This is cool. All right, so you can hide me because my eyes are like half closed. He so, looks half baked back there. Look, listen, listen to this, right? Tired. Travis Benjamin, River Craycraft, Simba Webster. Tell me one of those guys that showed they had more value than either Muhammad Sanu or Jalen Hurd. Me personally, I still think Webster's got brings more to this team than Sanu does, but I'm not in the inner workings. Obviously, we saw that Debo and Ayuk were really upset when Sanu was cut last year. Now Sanu's supposed to be healthy, so we'll see a different guy. I don't know. But for me personally, I would have rather seen Simba on this roster. Nick, how do you feel about that? I, I don't know. I mean – you're talking about Sanu versus Webster or Benjamin versus well, Webster? You can you can say Sanu or Hurd versus Webster, Benjamin, or uh Craycraft. Because those were the three receivers we cut to keep those two. Well, like, I mean, which, you... one, which one of the three showed more value than the two that we kept? Because I think we all agree here. I think we all agree that the top four receivers are actually going to contribute in the offense. And that is Ayuk, Samuels, uh, Sherfield, and Heard. Ayuk, Samuel. Oh, and, no, I don't Jennings? know. Jennings, yes. Jennings was the other guy. I think I don't think, think Heard's going to produce in this offense this year. Right. I think he'll probably be active in weeks. Right. I think if he gets healthier, he'll he'll get his, he'll get work back in there. Yeah. But now so 
with those top four guys. Those are the guys that we saw with our own eyes earn their roster spot as receivers this year, right? Ayuk, Samuel, Sherfield, and Jennings, okay? So that leaves the bottom two guys of Jalen Hurd and Muhammad Sanu against Craycraft, against Simba Webster, and against Travis Benjamin. Which one of these guys over here should have made it over one of these guys, in your opinion, Nick, if anybody? I'm not going to go with Webster. Okay. Um, there, there, there might not be anybody. There might right. not be anybody, and it's proven my point. I'm not going to go with Webster, and if I was going because of experience-wise and leadership-wise, I would have went with – I would have went with – um. Probably Benjamin out of those three. Only because of the fact that he still has that deep speed. He still can do kickoffs and you know special teams uh return punt returns. So he brings value to where he can be active on a game day compared to if we're inactive Jalen Hurd until he's ready. Are, then, are you still living off of Benjamin's previous history though? Because we really haven't seen that game time with the 49ers. So is that with for Benjamin? I'm just asking, like, does right, he still but, have that? Maybe he doesn't see that high-end speed anymore. Okay, well, I'm going off of what I've heard about camp, just like you're going off of, you know, two plays of Webster. So, like, what's the difference? Well, well you, you heard in camp that Benjamin was getting deep? Yeah. Beating people deep? Yeah. I didn't hear that. When I listen to Matt, uh, Chris Biederman and Kyle Matson talk on their podcast on the Candlestick Chronicles, they talk about Benjamin and his speed. And that's why they had Benjamin making this team was because it was a guy that can still go over the top um, and have seen it in practice. And where to where Trent Sherfield wasn't the only guy. But – it's not just the speed. It's the veteran, the being a veteran, being able to do special teams and being able to play receiver. So those three attributes are better than – but you have that in Sanu. You have that in Sanu for the guys. And then you have Hurd, who we're not sure if he's going to be ready, like truly ready week one or not, right? Because, I mean, obviously he has to get up to game speed. He played in one preseason game. What did he get, 24 snaps? And I think it was 24 snaps. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I was just asking that question because uh, there's a lot of people who are upset that Jalen Hurd made the roster. Um, I was always the type that I haven't seen anything from Muhammad Sanu. Right. When you look at the three people that we cut, in my opinion, none of them did anything as a wide receiver to knock those other guys off the roster. Now, if you include return abilities, I think Webster earned his spot over both of those guys. If you include return abilities. OK, now, if the team said that that one aspect is not more valuable than the potential of what these other two guys can do, then I'm not mad at them for sticking with those two guys. 
And that was my only point with this whole thing. Yeah, and I'm not mad. I'm not mad at him for. I mean, the, the the wide receiver depth was not is not deep, and if you have to take the chance on Hurd, you, you've already invested damn near three years in him. So, like, if you have to put him on the IR and let him get better, and somebody else makes the team, fine. But if you think he's ready to go and you want to ease him back in, then he can be one of the inactives. Until then, and you see where that potential comes from. No matter who makes this team, I'm going to root for them no matter what. I'm not going to be against Jalen Hurd. Like, I'm happy that he made the team. It's just the same as with me before where players are constantly hurt and I'm just ready to move on. Like, I've always been that way. And you can go back to our very first video and, and probably hear me somewhere along the line get rid of somebody because I'm tired of not being available. Um, that's my biggest thing because I need guys to be here that's going to help this team win right now. That's the only thing I care about. I care about the colors and the win and loss record and trying to win a Super Bowl. That's all I care about. I don't care who's under center. I don't care who's running the football. As long as they're successful, that's all I give a shit about. Yeah, I think we're all on that page. Either of y'all want to tell T-Man what Tony really felt about her? T-Man wanted to get rid of her. I will not speak for I mean, Tony. No comment. Tony wanted to get rid of her. Yes. I didn't even realize. I don't even think Tony was like a huge supporter of her. No, I don't. I, I have no idea where that came from, that that comment. So, Ollie Bear, I was wondering about you. I, I was looking down the timeline, looking for the praying hands and stuff like that. Uh, I was really like wondering what happened to her. Uh, but I, I didn't even know you had a broken wrist, so I must have missed it. Um, happy to see you back. Thanks for the contribution. She says, uh, I'm back finally, healed up from my broken wrist. Aloha. Um, aloha and mahalo, Brian. This is this is you. Absolutely. Do you, have you seen her Twitter before? Mm-hmm. A beacon of positivity. Absolutely. Always. Always praying for people and things. I mean, Love oh it. Love always, it. She's, always, she's been with us from the beginning. Yeah. She's yeah, a yeah, very, yeah. very sweet girl. What she calls yeah. the professors. Professors, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Calls me and you the professors. That was, yeah. So, uh, Ali, you have been missed. It's good to see you back. I am sorry. I had no idea that you had broken your wrist. Uh, but I'm happy that you're all healed up and, and back in, in the fray. Uh, right in time for 49er season. So, you can start clapping those hands again and cheering nice and loud now that those wrists are working. So, that's very, very good. Uh, guys, let's keep it moving here. We got a couple of more positions to discuss here. Uh, we went offense, so let's flip it to the other side of the ball on the defense, and that leaves us with cornerbacks. I believe that is the only position left on the defensive side of the ball, right? Um, so we have Kwan Williams, Jason Verrett, Manuel Mosley, Devontae Harris, Ambry Thomas, and Diamador Lenore. The team decided they were going to keep six corners this year, and I have a problem with this. What the hell has Devonte Harris done to be on this <laughs> roster? Somebody tell me something, please. I'm going to shut up right now. Please, I've got me. nothing to say. I was just as flabbergasted as you are when I saw that his name wasn't on the cut list. That's the thing, though. Like, we don't know what he's doing in camp. Okay, that's cool. What number did he wear, Nick? Forty-three, I think. <clears throat> 
I'm just saying ant because I have no idea. But I bet you don't know either. That's <laughs> no, my point. I think it was 43. The team and we don't know what number he even wears. You do know what number he wears because you're like, is that Marcel Harris? Because he had dreads? Da -da -da -da, remember? So you know what, what number he wore. You know who he is. No, he just was not a standout as far as what we saw on game days or, you know, at least from what we heard from practice, I didn't hear anything saying that he was a standout. So not that there was really, if you look at the cuts, I mean, who else are you going to keep? If you're going to go with six, I mean, you could keep Johnson, but I mean, he wasn't, hasn't really been a standout this season yet either. So, and he could end up on the practice squad for all we know. He could. So four hours ago, he tweeted, I'm going, going with the shh symbol. Who did? Devonta Harris. Oh. He tweeted, I'm going, going. Five hours ago, he tweeted the, the handshake emoji. Um, Is there something that we don't know? Is, is he is he better than we like? What's what's his story? Somebody tell me about Devonta Harris. Tell me who this man is, where he came from. How long has he been a 49er? And by the way, if you guys don't follow him on Twitter. He got released from Denver and went to the Ravens, and then the Ravens claimed him and then released him, and then we picked him up, I think. <clears throat> yes. His Twitter handle is WitchKid, W-I-C-H-K-I-D. So make sure you guys go out there and follow uh, the guy who made the 49ers initial 53-man roster. He's going to get my unwavering support from here on out. But I couldn't tell you if he's a slot guy. I couldn't tell you if he's an outside guy. Like, what what do we know about him? We and claimed like, him 14 days ago. That's what we can tell you about him. <laughs> he's been on this team for two weeks, and he beat out the likes of Dante Johnson. And I'm saying the likes – okay, I shouldn't have said that because – He wore 40. He went 40 overall? No, he wore 40. 40, okay, 49, yeah. Please. 40, no, 40. 40. Oh, this says 49. I'm sorry. I just looked it up on 49ers.com. He was wearing number oh, Matter of fact, I know he didn't wear 49 because that was a uh, ha-ha. So I know he wasn't 49. Yeah, ha-ha um, and um, there was two. he wasn't even 43. Elijah Did, Mitchell. So how does a guy like this – and no offense, uh, Devontae, because I know you're going to see this. How does how does a guy like Harris make this roster over a guy like Dante Johnson, who has been in the system for multiple years and can play all three positions? What do the 49ers know that we don't know? <laughs> you got it. They know something we don't know. I mean, there's no way to answer that question. Like, I, mean, I don't know how to answer that. Like, like I mean, the 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 – the secondary coach must have seen something in him to where they like. And one, he's a veteran. Obviously, Deont uh, Dante Johnson is also. Um, but uh, we don't know what goes on behind preseason. Like, it's the same as the offense. Like, we all talk about, well, what has he done? And Trey Lance doesn't run the football and doesn't do this. Like, we don't know what they're doing at camp. So it's like he could be shining behind closed doors. And is he just doesn't really get that opportunity, I guess you could say. But You're absolutely right. You know, we, we had this big argument. I don't know if it was in here or if it was in the text group about 
this guy isn't going to make the team. And one one side was because we haven't seen him do shit. The other side was it's not for us to see him do anything. Right. If the coaches see it in practice, they believe in that person. Right. Is this the prime example of that? Someone right. that none of us know about? Like, he Can had to really be going off in practices that even the beat writers haven't typed his name before. Right, so he came I in the league in 2000. I looked it up. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brian. What'd you came say? in the league in 2018 with the Bengals, and then the oh, 19, yeah, he with the Bengals too. And then the, in 19, he went to the Broncos, and then he was with Denver, and we got him. And this year, he's got zero interceptions. He played a full season with Denver, 16 games. Um, 2020, he was with uh, or 11 games in 2020, no interceptions. He's had uh, one forced fumble, uh, two forced fumbles total. That's it. He's got a the year he played a full season. He had thirty solo tackles and five assists. How many PBUs? None in his stats. Yeah, that's he had to have some PBUs. This guy five eleven, two oh five, with thirty one inch arms, um, and he runs a four four three. Is is he a slot guy? Harris was drafted by the Bengals in the fifth round. He was placed on IR September 3rd with a knee injury, activated off of IR December 5th, and then was waived during final roster cuts in 2019, which was the following year. He signed with the Broncos 2019 September. He played all 16 games and started six of them, recording 35 tackles and three PBUs. Uh, Harris entered the 2020 season as the fourth cornerback on the Broncos' depth chart. On November 17, 2020, he was waived by the Broncos. On November 17th, the next day, he was claimed by the Ravens. Uh, after playing in Week 12 against Pittsburgh Steelers, he started the next week against the Cowboys, although he only played 15% of the defensive snaps during the game. So he started, but only played 15% of the snaps. What? In Week 14 against the Browns, Harris was Put in the game following a rib and shoulder injury to Jimmy Smith uh, before an ankle injury of his own late in the fourth quarter. So this guy gets hurt a lot. In December 2021, uh, 2020, he was placed on IR, was designated to return from IR uh, January 12th, and began practicing with the team again, but was never activated before the end of the Ravens postseason. He was waived January 18th and re-signed with the team February 18th. He was later waived August 16th, 2021, and then August 17th, whoop, he signed with the 49ers. All right, so the reason his Twitter handle is Witch Kid is because he is from Wichita, Kansas. Just want to make you guys, like, let everybody know it's not because he doesn't know how to spell witch. It's Wichita, W-I-C-H, Witch Kid. All right, so. I'm going to tell you guys right now, he's going to be someone I'm cheering for. I'm going to start pulling for this kid because I don't know anything about him. I'm going to, I'm going to pull for good health, and I'm going to pull for him to make a name for himself. And we should be because he's a 49er. Yes, that too. Absolutely. But, but you guys said, know how I, I, I have a thing with guys at the bottom of the roster, the Dante Johnsons, the Kevin yeah, White. The underdogs. Yes. And this is going to be my new guy. I'm going to hype the shit out of this guy. I'm going to go back and start the, watching the, the Quentin Pattons. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing it for a while. Quentin yeah. Patton. You yeah, but he's from New Jersey, right? No, yeah. Patton's not. Patton's not from New Jersey. <laughs> where, where no? 
Hold on, hold on. Let me see. Now you no, Patton's definitely not from Jersey. He's a Southern boy. Who is he? Wait, I didn't know. I just figured that was, was he Mike. Like, Mike always supports everybody. From was he like Jersey. Texas or something? I feel like he was from like Alabama or Louisiana. Or yeah, like Nashville, Nashville, down Nashville down Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, he had that accent. Like he had yeah. that weird. That was just my dog, though, man. I, I miss QC, man. Skipper. But so yeah, so he's got to be an outside guy because there was uh, when he was with Denver, they were talking about Harris Island with him and Chris Harris playing together. So they got to be both boundary guys. Okay. Oh, but we gotta hurry this up because I gotta get off. All right. Here. Well, there's no real surprise in, in the in the uh, corner position. Uh, you can see the guys that we cut from that group here. Let me pull that up. Let's pop it up here. Uh, Alexander Myers. He had some up and down plays, but nothing consistent, right? Um, Dante Johnson was really the only surprise for me. Um, and then Tavarius Moore was uh, placed on IR or PUP. So let me ask you guys this question, man. Of the players that made it, who are you most concerned with his future with the 49ers? Who needs to show you? Who needs to come up the most? Ambry Thomas. No hesitation. There. No hesitation at all. You, you agree with that? If Andrew Thomas wasn't drafted where he was, he wouldn't have made this team. Talk your shit, Nick. Now, I'm that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not in disagreement. I was looking. Go put that back up there, please. Sorry, sorry. So what did you ask? Who are we concerned about? Yeah, the, who are you most concerned with? They really got to step it up. I, I like Nick's answer and the way. No, he's it's like, a good answer. I just didn't want to. Me too. You know, sort of. Off it. Yeah, I got you. Um, you know, for me, really, it's probably going to be Tart. He needs to figure out his foot shit and let's go. You know, because if not, Hufunga's going to take that job. I meant corners. I'm sorry. Oh, in the corners. Just the six corners. Yeah. Well, then, then I have to go with that. I'm going to go with Emmanuel Mosley. I feel like he's got to step it up now. Looking at the people behind him. He's safe. He is corner two. Based off of the people behind him. Lenore is not ready yet, but he's right there. He is right there. Um, and if I still think Lenore could supplant him in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's what I meant by he's right there. Like, don't don't trip, bro. Don't stop to tie your shoe. Keep running. Otherwise, you're gonna get passed. Yeah, he's right there. Um, so I, I agree with you there. Okay. Uh, let's keep it moving here. Uh, we were on the defensive side. We were talking about corners. Let's take it back to the offense side. There's only one group left to talk about on the offense, guys, and that's the quarterback position. And believe it or not, this is the last group of the evening to discuss, guys. Um, what's your biggest takeaway? Uh, with Sudfeld not making it, the Niners keeping two quarterbacks, and Jimmy Garoppolo's name is written in gold. He is the projected starter. Let's talk about it, man. We saved the best for last. So, I mean, I was kind of surprised that they didn't keep three because that's Kyle's MO. Um, and, you know, when you you got – if they're going to use them situationally or in a tandem as they were in game three, you know, you could put yourself in a situation where you might, you know, may need to get that other guy ready. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Could Sudfeld could be up in the practice squad. Sudfeld could not be part of this organization. Or tomorrow when they move Hurst to the short term, we could get a quarterback back. I mean, we didn't even really talk about that option either. So it's just to me, it's strange that Shanahan's only running with two. I agree with what you're saying there. Um, you know, I so okay, Nick. Do you remember my my take on the quarterbacks? 
at this point, you, Nick can cooperate with what I'm about, I'm about to say. Um, I did have Nate Sudfeld making it, but I had an asterisk next to his name. And that was because I wasn't sure if it was going to be Nate Sudfeld, but I thought that we would go into the season with three quarterbacks. I thought that we would watch the waiver wires and see who was cut and sign a third veteran quarterback because Nate didn't show enough to earn a roster spot. But I still think we need a third quarterback here. Um, so I'm not surprised that we didn't keep three, but I thought we would keep Nate just until the final cuts. So it was a swap and not having to cut someone else. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I already know what you were talking about from before. So, yeah. Um, But you kind of knew that I I really think that Nate Suffield going to the practice squad. Because just the amount of money that he got, it, it's equivalent to exactly what it would cost to be on the practice squad for the now, year. Now he's going to get twice that. Why? Because his guaranteed money he's going to keep, and then his yeah. practice squad money is a separate salary. The new contract, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but his guarantee. What I'm talking about is his full. He only had two hundred fifty-two thousand guaranteed, and that's his money to keep. And when he becomes a practice squad member, member he'll get the salary for being a practice squad member. It doesn't replace it. Like that's his money. That was his money from that contract. When we waved him away, that's his guaranteed money that he keeps. Has nothing to do with his practice squad contract if that happens. Okay. Either way, I think he's going to go to the practice squad. I mean, it's until they can find something better. That's probably what they'll do. And I don't. I wouldn't even be surprised if they. Tried to cut Josh Rosen, to be honest with you, and hope that nobody picked them up to where they could have got rid of which McCall and brought Rosen back to the practice squad. I wouldn't have been surprised at that either. But with Rosen making the 53 in Atlanta, that's pretty crazy. Um, it's it's starter season over there in Atlanta. <laughs> just joking. I'm just joking. Um, no, I mean, he has. I don't know. Like I, I've always had the quarterbacks going too. That, two guys. Yeah. So. Do so the practice squad they get a weekly stipend. Right. Do they get paid $6, for the thousand dollars? Do they get paid for the bye week also? No. They get six thousand dollars. No, it's hmm. it's up. It's up in twenty twenty one. So it's right up. now the practice squad for the two hundred the non vets. Yeah. What did you say? Nine two zero zero. Oh, you're talking about per week. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, per yeah, week. yeah. I was talking yeah. weekly. Yes. Which equates to one. So they get $156,000, and they divide that by 18 games for the week, and that's what their week, whatever that week, whatever that amount is, is what they get every week. Why is it 18 games? 18 yes, weeks. I, I think it's 17, bro. It's eight, 18 weeks. What was the number you said? One, hold on. Because, listen to me, 92 times 17 is 156.4. So one, 156.4 is what their their annual or their yearly contract for their practice squad. Right. If you're going to start week one. So they don't get paid. They don't get paid for the bye week. Then. And 238 for the vets. Oh, okay. So do the vets get? No, because even that's weird. Because even if you make it by 18, the vets only get 165.60. So. That means the vets have a whole different rate. All right, that's cool. 
but yeah, so it's it's not who cares? It's not a big deal. Uh, Nick, there's a comment in here for you. They need an answer for you desperately. Yes, Kim is definitely Duke. <laughs> He's I, I just wish I just wish all of you guys would jump on that train finally and admit that I was right. Like everybody that joked on me about it. Where's Cam your trash can? Even... What? Where's your trash can? Uh, somewhere. Did you, did you name it? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on, Nick. Nick has to eat crow on the show, guys. Hold on, it's crow serving time. Come uh -oh. on, Nick. Who what? Because James Winston got named the starting quarterback. Yes, sir. <laughs> Who is the quarterback in New Orleans? Who is Duke, it? Dookie ass James Winston. Yeah, uh huh. And that means that Taysom Hill is diarrhea. He's loose, Dookie, because it's just coming out. It's gone. It's. Go I told you that in a real competition. That Jameis Winston was gonna smoke him. He I didn't smoke you. him though. He did. No, he, he did. Absolutely did, bro. Jameis Winston looked terrible. Uh, not Jameis Winston. Uh, what the hell? I, Taysom Hill looked terrible out there, and you know it. I told you that from but the rip. He didn't get smoked. The coach even said it, it was tight. It was a tight race. Yeah, that's what he's supposed to say. Did not discourage the other guy. That's no, exactly what he's supposed to say. You know. You know what? You know my thought process is on that. Why Jameis Winston's starting? And I should have thought of this in the beginning because he's better in the real oh. quarterback. No, because <laughs> then they guy. because then they lose that type of offense where they can still bring Taysom Hill in as doing like he did with Drew Brees. That's your logic behind it. That's that's definitely my logic. So so, so that Taysom Hill can run the gimmick offense. Yeah, Nick, what? I want you to say one sentence for me, and then I'll let it go. Dookie. Just one no, just one sentence for me. <laughs> Jameis Winston is a better quarterback than Taysom Hill. That's it. Look Dookie at how much this hurts him. Look at how Dookie much this hurts him. He thought about it. he would not say it. It hurt him so much. Look until, at how much until Jameis Winston doesn't throw 40 interceptions in a year. He's never thrown 40 interceptions in a year. Never. Never. How many did he throw? 30. 30. Okay, 30 interceptions in a year. The difference. He threw 31 touchdowns that year. So he still threw 30 interceptions. Can you can you say that Jameis Winston is a better quarterback than Taysom Hill? You but no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Until I see Jameis Winston play this year, that he's better and, and hold on to the job there. It doesn't matter that he beat him out already, huh? No, it doesn't matter. That that the competition is always ongoing, isn't it? No. What the no, 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 no. So so you're telling me if you have a good backup quarterback and your quarterback starts playing like shit, they're not going to replace you? That's not a competition, and that's just, hey, sit your ass down. There's a difference. But you're still being evaluated. No, that, that Nick, we went from C.J. Beathard to Nick Mullins. Who's a better quarterback? C.J. Beathard. Exactly. Yet we benched him to put Nick Mullins in. Doesn't mean that you're better. It just means that what that other person was doing was so bad. We think you need a break. Go sit down. Right. That's he was all having, that a, having an off day. You need to. Yes. That's a, all that means, bro. Needs a break. Well, let's see. Better. Let's see if James Winston doesn't have any off days. I, hey. All right. I'll make. You, I'll make you another bet. I'll make you another bet. <laughs> Excluding injury or suspension, James Winston will never lose the starting job to Taysom Hill this year. No, I'm not doing it. You didn't want to eat. <laughs> yeah, you right, know what's guys, so listen, funny though? You know what's that's so it. funny? You're you're like sitting here defending 31 and 30, right? 31 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. 
But people get on Jimmy Garoppolo for throwing 12 interceptions. I don't do that. I never got on Jimmy. No, no, I said people. I said people. But you're bunching me in with that. What do you mean, people? (laughs) (laughs) The the, the same people he keeps calling Dookie. Don't think I don't notice a trend here. Uh, Listen, the... (laughs) I'm not. I'm not one of those people, though. I've never complained about Jimmy touchdown to interception ratio. Um, I'm just gonna put it this way: they're both dookie. Who? Taysom and Jameis. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I thought you were gonna talk about Jimmy. I was about to say, don't talk about my starting quarterback like that. I was about to go crazy on you. Okay, but listen, man. Listen, I I, I don't care about the Saints. I just wanted to. I just wanted to show you, Eat Crow. Uh, you owned up to it. That's cool. So that that's that. Um, but guys. How is this person still allowed to type in our chat? Get the hell out of here. You're crazy, bro. He's about to get blocked. <laughs> you are crazy. I've never kicked anybody out of this show, but I'm about to. Just joking, T-Man. Man, wait, love, you but... might be on to something, though. Hold on. No, Winston is wait, not. Wait, wait, wait. Just basketball. hear me out. Just hear me out. You don't think that Jameis Winston in this system would do better than Jimmy in this system? No. The deep ball? No. Intermediate passes? No, definitely not intermediate Pocket passes. Presence. Definitely not intermediate passes. I don't know, Nick. Bro. I don't know, Nick. Not. They get on bath salts. You know crazy. what's crazy about bath salts? I don't even know how people consume it. Do you eat it? Do you snort it? Like, what? How do people take in? I don't know. The only time I ever heard about it was when that guy in Florida tried to eat the other dude. Yeah. And then the one guy tried to eat through the windshield. Remember that? All right. Anyway, guys, that's our final 53-man roster. We thank you all for rocking out with us. We brought you guys over two That's not our final 53. That's the 49ers final 53. (laughs) No, no, but I'm I'm saying – I know what you're saying. We all represent the Niners, man. You know, other than Wayne, everybody had on gray shirts. Everybody had on the hat today. Like, we were were here to bring the heat, man. We were in uniform. We were all showing love to that Niners team that we all um, pledge our allegiance to. And that's why I say we. There is a we when you cover this team, as long as you don't get paid to do it. Uh, and so that's why I have no problem saying we. This is something that we do for fun. This is something that we do because we care and we're passionate about it. Uh, and so our 49ers 53-man roster has been set. This is the first one. And so here's my last question to you guys before we get out of here. When does the first change to the 53-man roster happen? Tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> Did you both say tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you guys. I think it stands for two days. I think it really? stands for two days. Yeah. No, because Hearst is going to get put on the short term right off the bat, I think. Yeah, it already happened. We just don't know it yet. I, well, I think that that was the thought process of some of the decisions they made. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, I'm going to say that it lasts for two days, but Hearst is definitely not going to be here. So I agree with what you're saying. It's inevitable. It will happen soon. And we will try to keep you guys abreast of all the new information concerning your favorite team and their roster and all the news around them. So uh, thank you all for checking us out tonight. Guys, let's do some final thoughts, and then let's go home. We'll start with Brian, since Nick is yawning. Let's, t- let's go. Same as always, same old thing. Be good to each other. You know, respect each other's opinions. And having different thought processes is a great thing because then you can expand your own mind. So, uh, you know, be good to each other. We love you. Mahalo. All right, Nick. I said abreast. That's a word. Like this, yeah. the A goes in front. It's it's a whole different word. All right, Nick. What you got for us, man? <laughs> He's pop. Oh my god. <laughs> um, guys, the fifty-three man is set. Obviously, the initial. I'm not going to say set because it's going to change here and there. But guys, this means football is 
right around the corner, like literally right around the corner. So two weeks, you got two practices this week, Labor Day weekend. So enjoy that because it's your last, it's your last weekend. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's your last weekend uh, before most of your kids, if you're in the Northeast, going back to school, things like that. Enjoy your family. Enjoy those little times. And uh, prayers up for Coach Johnny Holland um, battling uh, cancer that has came back. So um, also, I don't know if you we announced or not, but uh, the offensive line coach that came over, um, Orlando – can't remember his last name. He t- he left 104.3 and came over to coach with uh, the 49ers. A 49ers a 49ers coach? Yeah, he's an offensive line guy, Orlando. I remember reading that. He did come off a radio show or something. Yeah, he came off 104.3. Um give me a second. Hold on, hold on. I'm pulling it up now. We Orlando, he says. Orlando. All right. Uh, Nick Ray. Turner. Bobby. Orlando Franklin. That was the offensive lineman. Yeah. He's coming over to coach on the staff. Hey, wait, he's coaching here now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, an off- he was an offensive lineman for the Niners years ago. Yeah. That's, I couldn't remember his name. I said the old offensive lineman. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, big O. Yeah, so he's coming over to coach with the team. I don't know if, if you guys talk. Holy shit. Franklin hosted a sports talk program, Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan in Denver, on August 30th, 2021. It was announced Orlando Franklin would move to a coaching assignment with the San Francisco 49ers. Work closely with running backs coach Bobby Turner. Holy sh! I didn't know that. Yeah. Shaba. So making offensive lineman. Oh, that's that. That is incredible. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You just broke news to me. I, I had no idea. But go ahead. I'll shut up. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, but like I was saying, prayers up for. Uh, Johnny Holland, and, uh, you know, just get better, man. I know you've been through hell, but prayers up for him, his family. Everybody say a prayer for him, and um, above all else, stay faithful. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we I'm, I've been trying to find my contact information for Jordan Holland. I don't know if you guys remember, uh, yeah. we interviewed Johnny Holland's son on this show. It was a very long interview, and uh, the kid had a very interesting story, um, and so we had him on and let him talk about it. He was with the team as a uh, undrafted free agent, right? Or yeah, un- undrafted free agent. Um, and I've been trying to find my contact information for him, Nick. If you find it, please send it to me because I wanted to reach out I to think him. I have it I'll, and send I'll out regards. It. I don't. I know I got a new phone since the last time we had him on, um, and he, we were following each other on Instagram, but I can't even find them there anymore. Um, last yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. Okay. So, yeah, so we'll reach out to him uh, just to let him know that we love and support uh, him and his family. Uh, and our prayers are up for Coach. Uh, we're all going to be behind him. Fuck cancer. I have no problem saying it. I don't care about, you know, the YouTube restrictions and all that stuff. Uh, so, 
if you guys believe in prayer, put some positive words up to your to your uh, maker and 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 you know send some good vibes over there. If you don't believe in prayer, whatever positive energy that you do believe in, send it out there. Um, and shout out to the Niners. And last but certainly not least for me, let's go, Jalen Hurd. Making the 53 for the first time, baby. That's what we do. Yo, you know what's funny, Mike, before we get out of here? I'm listening to podcasts the other day, right? And all of a sudden I hear you talking. You're like, hey, what's up, Faithful? This is 49ers or 49ers Gab. Also with nothing but Niners. It comes up in my feed. It was your it was your exit from 49ers Gab. Saying where t- that you were joining, we were joining forces at nothing but Niners, and you were coming over here, and to follow you over here. And uh, but the thing that caught me is something that you haven't said in a long ass time, and that's faithful unite. Yes, that's what I said in the beginning. Yeah, faithful unite. Yeah, but that came on. I was like, why the hell is that coming in my feed? Like so you, it was an actual podcast. No, it was. It was just. It was the last one. That you posted on 49ers Gab, I guess. And it was just in my thing. So as I was going down, it just must have played it. And it was just like, what's up, Faithful? This is is Mike, also known as 49ers Gab. Uh, This is just to let you guys know that this will be the – that we will no longer be broadcasting on from the 49ers Gab podcast platform. If you want to follow me, check me out. I'm now with, uh, you know, with nothing but Niners. Heading over there, blah, 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 whatever. Come check me out. And then you're like, so I repeat, this is the last episode or last whatever for 49ers Gab. And just remember, faithful, unite. Something like that. Yeah. Holy smokes. I'm going to go back and listen to that. I'm looking now. I see uh overdue announcement. I don't know if that was. That's what it is. The overdue announcement. Yeah. That's, that's the, one the last one that's posted. I'm going to go check that out, man. That's, that's funny as hell. All right. So, yeah, that's going to do it for us, though, guys, man. Thank you all for your patience. You guys have been incredible. Uh, Shout out to everybody out there, all the contributions and donations made tonight. Uh, We thank you guys for all of that. Uh, We're going to get out of here. That was our final thoughts. You guys ready to go home? I'm ready to go to bed. I got an hour and a half till I got to get up. (laughs) All right. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We out of here. Aloha. Peace. Let's go, baby. We done. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure If you looking to find us We them nothing but niners yeah.